Hey there. Before we got started, we want to say a quick thank you to our host, Muse on Minis. For years now, Muse on Minis has been the industry leader in beautiful, high-quality tabletop accessories. From tokens to widgets to terrain and more across a wide variety of games, Muse on Minis has everything you could possibly need to complete your tabletop wargaming experience. Head to MuseOnStore.com to see what new innovations the fellas come up with next. That's MuseOnStore.com. Musing and amusing accessories for every gamer. Now on to the show. Welcome to episode 11 of uh, Full Tilt. My name is Steven, and I play Scorn. My name is Jesse, and I am currently playing Grimkin. And this week, or this episode, because we're doing them a lot more than weekly now, uh, we have the Street Sweeper himself, winner of the uh, Iron Gauntlet Finals, WTC, and War Machine Weekend in one year, Chris, active player Davies. Chris, how are you doing? Uh, not bad. Also, thank you. One, first of all, praise me more. Two, you forgot my second thing. I'm the only person who in the WTC twice. And three, I would oh. like to say that I play Mad Dogs. <laughs> nah, thank you. But also, but also, I've been repeatedly told I'm a has been, and like I like whatever, you know, man. None of those wins yeah, count. It's fine. Bullshit. <laughs> But it's okay. You old, t- you got an old timer like me, a washed up like War Machine player to talk about a <laughs> unplayable faction. So you know, you might as well do it. I'll be the Bojack yeah, Horseman sure. of this cast. Is fine. First question right off the bat: uh, Did anything get mad dog? I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> uh, the game of Washing Machine, apparently. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Wait, Mad Dog uh, in a yeah, good so way or a bad way? I can't remember. And, uh, <laughs> bad. Yeah, well, yeah. I think Mad Dog in, in War Machine terms is now uh, the bad way. Yeah, you know, become yeah cr- cratered basically. But what do you think? Uh, honestly, so if you want to be if you want to be harsh, I'd actually say it's like technically Archons, and not even for the worst of reasons. The simple fact that. We probably won't play Archons for a while because we gamers and we've seen a bunch of like cool, sweet points drops. Um, oh, I will say probably is double Archon lists won't come back, and if they do come back, they're going to be in a different way, just because of the nature of how Archons now work in relation to a list. Uh, like for instance, it's no longer you just take two Void Archons, slap them in a list, and call them a day. Like I've been trying to build like Wolves of Winter lists, and you're just like, I could do this, but I could. I, I could try building another list in a different theme, which has gotten sure. some new sexiness, right? Yeah. Like, Hell yeah. Yeah. We will come back to it again because some bright idiot is going to w- realize that basically if they just play Harby again, then everyone has like stopped putting Void Archons in their lists and then it's go time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, yesterday... Me and my mates were already theorizing that some fucker is going to realize that Knights Exemplar costs seven points for a max unit and just play Testament with like as yeah, many dude. of them as humanly possible. Yeah, but guys, <laughs> oh the, my God. Uh, none of the none of the protectorate theme forces got any better, and especially Exemplar, it's just bad. No. Oh yeah, it's is fucking that awful. Yeah, <laughs> that was just complete sarcasm. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, God. I'm not upset yeah. that uh, double archon lists are gone. And uh, d- do you think the best double archon list is now uh, Nigel Brooks's old ocean list with double samurai archons? No, the best archon list is still animal. This, the best double archon list is the one that didn't get touched, which is any Grimkin list. 
Right, and, oh, and okay. Lucas, in my opinion. Lucas is still going to take two Death Archons, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Like, they just fit his list really well. Yeah, and, no, they do. And you hit it on the dot. There's no list. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I will always take two, two Defiled Archons, so. Yeah, exactly. It, uh, I, like, know, let's, like, let's, I was, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, go, Go. Okay, well, fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it's Nigel Brooks's and also Richie from, like, the War Machine trash Discord, right? No, no, like, no, he has that. Like... Oh, okay. That is Nigel. the same fucking social one list, and it's just like, like, that, like realistically, the three Archons that are still going to be played that got, like, points reduction. Well, I mean, there's three Archons that will get played regardless, which is the Defiled the Thamorite and the Death Archon, and Kadol can take two of them for what it's worth, yep. and has the ability Ooh. to comp- Like, the Thamorite Archon is just still extremely good. Like, it got- Oh, right? man, it's good. In yeah, such a sure. good way. And f- because you can take it with Alexia 1 in a bunch of capacities, either in Flame of the Darkness or just in general, um, mm-hmm. that is always just a- that's always been a good combo. Shout out to my man Daniel for, like, doing that with fucking Siege of all things. And you're just, oh, like, yeah. you're just oh, nice. like, why did this combo work? But it's just like, now that it's a guaranteed three shots, you literally can put down three blo- cloud, flaming, exploding clouds wherever you want. And it gives you that like RP that you sometimes need. Yeah. And you're always like, now, even if they do place like a void daddy, like a void archon, you can do the <clears> guaranteed, like just feed the guy's soul and then shoot him in the face with a shot that causes him to explode. That's always good fun. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, good. like, yeah. um, one I mean, point, a guaranteed three shots is just great, I think, you know? Yeah. So I'll, I'll pay that point for the extra two guaranteed. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. So. 100%. Like, it's just... Oh, fuck. I, I, I talked about this on one of, like, a cast I did. Shout out to my own cast, I suppose. Yeah, man, shout out your stuff. It's great. You guys are awesome. Listen so. listen to Dark Guidance. Uh, I'll, pull up, I'll, pull up, I'll pull up the full, like, a thing later because, like, <laughs> I've got one for this. But... <laughs> no, um, <laughs> Basically, we got, um, so, like, there was a game where I did a Bob mentioned trick, I rolled one shot, I missed, and I'm just like, well, alright, that was, that was, th- thanks, right? Like, instead of killing yeah. the Void Archon, now I have to, like, because I was playing some meme trash, I was pretty sure I was playing Zakova 2 in, uh, Flame in the Darkness, because I wanted to drop six Thrall Warriors off in one turn, using the Seer <laughs> Caster. I got four that turn, but I still landed the crit free. Well, I couldn't like physically fit more than four in. So <laughs> <No>. <laughs> one, of the, one of the other problems was I also couldn't put like get more because that fam- the void archon lived, so I could steal the souls. It was very sad. Anyway, yeah. So archons are probably going to become like tech pieces and like. Uh, similarly, I think also because Riot Quest stuff hasn't been changed, um, some of it will still see basically the same amount of players before, but a lot of the big power right quest models, so Old Grim, Scythe, um, the House Elawir Warden Executioner, great right quest model, that guy. You can even take four of them, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, Kogan, um, you know, the six-point guys. Boomhowler, well, not really Boomhowler, honestly, because there's no such thing as Boom. Well, Boomhowler 2 doesn't exist anymore, functionally. Oh, no, yeah. You just replace them with three. But either way, like a lot of those solos become like tech choices, or instead of just windmill slam, like just get in there because they're a free card. That might change in the future when they update the game. But for that that all means that we've moved away finally from solo machine into the brave new world of unit machine again. Yeah, yes, back where it used to be. Yep. Yeah, we come full circle in so many ways. No, like, look, honestly, um, <laughs> where do I say it? Like, so yeah, starters. Like, I'd say like um. Don't write out Archons completely, especially the ones that didn't really get touched at all. And again, like, um, 
basically like do you don't ever forget that the death archon exists in the game especially because like especially because war beasts are now a lot better than they used to be so they'll be a lot yeah. more prevalent than they used to be um but in general i would say the game is going to move towards more of a unit and jack focus uh unit and battle group focus and it's probably going to become just bigger in general either you'll take the same amount of models but you'll take more there's a bunch of things they've decided. Like, they've made a couple of distinct design decisions. So, first of all, if you have any of those Windmill Slam must-take solos, like Kovnik Joe, for instance, in Winter Guard, uh, the Colden Lord in um, Wolves of Winter, Wolf. the Man of War Kovnik in uh, Man of War, right? Like, they're literally solos that make the theme work, right? Like, the you can't play Man of War without the Man of War Kovnik. He's li it's literally his job is to make it work, right? All of yeah. those solos, regardless of how actually good they are, they're just three points, right? Like, it kind of yeah, looks that's... a bit funny, because you look at, like, the fucking gun mage guy with the shotgun, who's, like, an actual character bad- Like, he might as well be a right oh, quest man. solo, he might be one of the first ones. Yeah. Ah, Falk, that's him. Right. <laughs> like, Bastion Falk is a fucking bad- and he's three points, right? And it's just like, well, like, on paper that makes zero sense, but when you consider the entire game, it does. And it's like- you know, you're not ever not taking this guy. It means that you've freed up a lot of options. So now, this will take a while to sort out. I think it will take another update to fully fix, because now Rex choices are completely all over the place. But it'll yeah. probably mean that I think they're trying to move away from using your Rex slots as you just auto-includes, like the obvious abuser of this was Faithful Masses, to just, like, yep. picking cool stuff, right? So... Well, now they have to actually make a choice, which is, thank God, you know... Yeah, and, like, right. they might end up always making the same choice, just in a different sure. capacity, but at least, like, you know, there is, a, like, a bit of a period where we think about it. Um, yeah. And it's also just, like, because the points values are going to get weird, like, again, like, suddenly you've gone from saving 16 points to saving 11, despite having no changes, and then you're like, oh, well, this is garbage, I haven't, like, you know, nothing's changed, yeah. but has it? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And sure. And then it, yeah. Go ahead. Um, no, no, it's all good. So you'll you also see more stolos, but it'd be more like the support end. Um, yep. You'll see probably less archons because in general, and the archons you do pick will have a purpose. Like this isn't the slapper metoth archon into your list because you want to. This is the slapper death archon because you're using this list into hordes and especially right. certain casters. Or yep. you know, and then also uh, one for one what's worth one of the other reasons archons are a lot worse is that they do have to compete with the best of kador's mercenary choices which still is my girl alexia too <laughs> sure for sure oh yeah, yeah. buddy man she got yeah. spicy yeah, she well, did. I, mean, she, I mean she never wasn't good but now she's no. like the alexia archon <laughs> <It's> right <laughs> <laughs> well, just with more stuff on the table to take souls from it's just you know and she's cheaper because i don't know but she is cheaper yeah the, the uh, biggest I don't know one is, is Kel Baylock. Why is that guy's three points? <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's okay. awesome. I, I, that's great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go on a limb and say it's probably aforementioned thing. You know, like, oh, we're making the, like, you know, must-take solos, blah, 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 cheaper. But I don't know if Kel was ever a must-take solo. He was just the, the power guy who was always just useful. Like, yeah. compare him and Harlow and just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> well, sure. No, they're both three points. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yep. Okay, so I think uh, we kind of, oh, I mean, we basically went through how do you feel about the update in general, so that's fine. Um, yeah, well, well how, how do I feel about the update? It was, uh, I'll just say it, like, honestly, like, 
whatever your guys, whatever you guys, the listeners' thoughts are on this update. Like honestly, I would say change is scary. Give it some time. It's frankly actually going to check out in the wash and look whatever. Even if the game becomes like horrible grind fest where we have like testament spam versus I don't know Kane three killing everyone in the face versus like Kara yeah. two with his uh, with her unbreakable beast brick and just lamming goats into your face all day like. Yeah, look, guess what? This is, has always been the nature of the game, is that it goes through cycles and iterations. The fact that those cycles and iterations even exist in the first place is healthy. Like, one yep. thing we're not getting is, like, the Mark II thing where we've got monolithic armies that sort of stood the um, test of time, which is a little sad, honestly. But yeah. it's not, like, it also was kind of just annoying. Like, if your faction had a weakness to one of the big lists, if you didn't have a soul for them, then a lot of times you just felt helpless. Hell, that's like yeah. definitely a thing with Cardor. Like a lot of the time, people just didn't feel like they had an answer to Haley too. And like, I mean, even if you figured out an answer, it just like well, actually, what I found was like even if you figured out an answer, then the problem flipped on its head, and now your opponent's just like, well, I have to play this caster. This caster is my faction. Now I can't solve for this list. What do I do? Hence, if you listen to Sigmar players complain about, say, Veil 2, where they're just like, look, I'll do everything and then Veil just kill me. Or right, I play Super right. KG and then I'm playing a focus eight, like a focus bot when my caster is Haley fucking 2. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> we've gone away, yeah, yeah, away from that period in a lot of ways, which is nice. Um, so, look. There's going to be some stuff here. You can complain about it. You can do whatever you want and all that, but I just give it a shot. Like, I mean, really, we are playing toy soldiers. Just yep. putting that out there. And they <laughs> may have it's taken and serious. broken your toys, but she has probably given you more ones to work with. So, yeah. I mean, I've been playing Kaya 2 with uh, Feral Warpwolves for a long time now, so... God you damn know. it, Jess, who wrote this fucking thing down to son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. That sounds like you're invested in the right kind of crypto coins right there. Invested in Doge. Yeah, little Doge coins. All right. Anyway, uh, I yeah, just so decided I, to derail you. Yes, go on, please. I mean, no, I just feel that, uh, I mean, I feel that pretty astutely in Mark II because I started the game with Scorn, which in Mark II was not great. And uh, my primary opponent is on the podcast with us right now, Jess, my brother, and he played Crix, which was doubly not great. So <laughs> I got to ram, ram my dick against the wall all the time. It was super fun. I was, we, it was fine. I mean, you're under the was, table. Yeah. It was eventually fine when, like, basically the Incendiari came out, and then you just played Fists of Halak into Crix. And then, mm -hmm. I mean, well, uh, it is a Crix version of fine. Which means that it's an even game, which of course is unacceptable for Cricks. But like, <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, all, all you gotta do to beat the Cricks, the Cricks opponent, is make your own degenerate spam list and set everything on fire, and then it's make genius. sure that the, it's genius. And then the Cricks opponent, with his narrow, smooth brain, will be unable to make any counters and will send you right on the forums. That's fire, man. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, you called me on this cast, right? And fuck it, fuck it, oath. If I've had to, like, this is read too many whining, whining. You got me triggered, man. You guys reminded me of my glory days. I told you, it's the Bojack Horseman effect, right? I've just remembered all the shit I had to remember reading in Mark Two about can't do this, can't do that. Yeah, fair enough. Well, the highest, the highest end Crix players remembered how to, you know, say I feet with Peascar, and then they just won the game. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, sometimes they beat with Peace Guard, didn't win the game, then complain that they had to win the game later. But, you know, you know how it goes. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. So should we reel reel it in and uh, get to some Kator stuff you want? Yes, yes. Hold on, one question. One question before we start that, because we didn't ask Tom this yesterday, and we have to get him back on to do it. All right. Our our podcast is called Full Tilt. What is the most tilting game you've played? Or most you've ever tilted in a game, and why? Um, if you care to share, if not, that's okay too. You know what? I actually will share this. I had to play against a compulsive liar once. Well, that's um, annoying. I won't go into the full details of where this game happened and how. Um, it. I will say it wasn't in America, but it was. Um, basically, I played well, into. Oh, if it was, I could have Andrew- called out the person. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm just going to say, before you think it's one of the Americans, it, it was not an American. Oh. Anyway, yes, my story. So, Sorry. I played against the guy who basically, like, it was Madrak 2 versus, I think I was playing either a Rusk 2, I was playing either, no, it was a Rusk 2 or Butcher, yeah, yeah, no, so it was Sorcia 2, right? That's right. And it was just, uh, it was infuriating, because basically, I, like, I had played against this guy before, so I knew what to expect, right? But this was the worst of the worst. So, like, Things like I would freeze his unit of waters and he'd then try and reactivate them. He'd always get his armor values wrong conveniently in his favor. I'd shoot models which had like one box with Widowmakers to force tough checks. And then he would just say like, nah, you've got multiple boxes. Like, no, I literally, you know, that guy's knocked down. And in, yeah, like that one was a, it, there was a actually roll on consequences. Like I used that, like, um, the, again, like more career, uh, community drama I wouldn't necessarily have to bother you with but like literally <laughs> that game was basically you know what the thing was though is I wouldn't say that was like the like worst game I tilted so much no that game was the worst like I was when I finally won I felt so fucking satisfied right like I just powered through <laughs> I just literally told him no every time he tried to dick me over somehow right but like getting through that, it was like basically fighting uphill through the snow both ways. Doubly so because he was used to like he tried to activate units that were frozen or try and double activate waters and shit like that. Like it was, and then eventually I got through. Like Madrak, like basically, like I kept trying. Like Madrak too, if you remember his old ability back in the day, if you just damaged him at all, he'd kill a guy. And then, you know, that yeah. was it. That guy just died, right? So, you know, obviously he tried rolling tough on the guy or then would conveniently forget the rule or something like that. Like, you know, it oh, was yeah, all of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, after, like, that particular game, yeah, that one was, I'd say, the worst slash best-ish game, right? And the best-ish game was just the fact that after I'd gone through with that, like, if I'd lost that, I would probably be telling you that was the worst fucking game ever, right? Because it's just like... <laughs> Yeah, but because we didn't, and because we just powered through, like I, I've, yeah, that that would be it. Um, I don't know. I, I I would say I wouldn't say I don't tilt because I'm as human as anyone else, and certainly, <laughs> like I try and control it. But um, and like honestly, like even if I if I get diced or something, like this is part of life, right? Yeah, um, certainly. I've done it to enough people. Like, uh, fucking the <laughs> Iron Gauntlet semifinals comes to mind. Um, oh, but yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. I, 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 if there is one, I'll probably think about it later after the cast. And like, oh, that was the one. But that's we'll the, get you back on. So yeah, but that game, that game I just mentioned is definitely the one that was just like, oh, okay, this was like fucking awful kind of thing. Yeah, that's not fun. 
yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, will, I will say, though, it's just, like, I grew up, like, me growing up playing this game was very much in the, like, uh, like the, the first opponent was one of my best mates, and he was playing Haley. Like, he was playing Sigma. His favorite classes were Nemo 2 and Haley 2, right? Mm -hmm. And he was, like, so, like, you know, the whole thing, like, oh, I had a game where I didn't do anything was kind of the norm. It was, like, well, yeah, that's your own fault. Like, you know, learn how to do better kind of thing. And that's Yeah, yeah, for sure. And through that crux, the crucible of getting fucking pounded in the face, here we are. Making <laughs> <laughs> memes and fighting around the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. meme machine. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So, how long have you been... How long have you been playing? When did you start? Um, functionally speaking, I started playing since a little before Wrath. Uh, I, like, collected models before that when I was, like, back in the day. But yeah. then I basically... Well, like... It was one of those things where, you know, one of those guys in, like, university goes, like, oh, collect this game, it'll be great. And it's like, you know, it's the guy who's the fucking magpie, right? Yep. I yep. collected some Kadol models because they looked cool. But actually, I wanted to play Sigma because I was like, I like, like, you know, Napoleonic gun, like, you know, gun majors and tricorn hats. And then the guy's like, no, nah, I already have Sigma. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll play Kador. And, and that's how I got into Kador. <laughs> wow. Love Bill, love, love ever since that. Well, yeah. like, well, while I'm here, I'm like, oh, actually, there's some pretty cool aesthetics going on in this patch. Oh, yeah, I guess I'll sure. stay. Yeah. Yeah, they're sweet. And then, yeah, and then, and then it became models. like, and then it came basically sheer bloody stubbornness, followed by like, well, there's a lot of <laughs> cool things to go through here. It's fun. Yeah, that's cool. So you don't play any yeah. factions, just Gator? Uh, not I mean, technically, I have Scorn, but I don't really like, I haven't played them in ages. Like, they live at one of my friend's house, and functionally, he plays the Scorn faction. Um, okay. And I've like, Using War Table, I've dabbled with the other factions, but honestly, like, yeah, I'm not really good at jumping factions in a general <laughs> sense. I, that I, I makes guess. you a lot better, though, in my opinion. So, <laughs> Fair enough. No, it does. I think if you know your, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's just me, but maybe since you know your what? faction so well, you don't have to <clears throat> worry about everyone else's a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, uh, that's nice of you to say. <laughs> It does actually help though. It, it definitely helped me well back in the day. Like now, like I don't really like if I would have like I have played Crucible Guard, say at one of our biggest tournaments, our equivalent of War Machine Weekend, just uh -huh. for something fresh. And because at the time I was waiting, I think for the Doom Reaver update, right? And okay. that was good. Fun. Yeah. Like it was just like you know, like end of the day, my heart and body, soul, and it belongs to the Motherland. And that yeah. probably <laughs> yeah, even true. long after I quit this game. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, that's super cool. <laughs> yep. So yes, Kador in this update. Um, do you think the update was really effective in addressing Kador? Um, I think that Kador is one of. I, I you would have without dating this podcast too much. You would have had Tomo on previously to talk about trolls, and it is our combined opinions that there are factions that probably got better in a vacuum updates than Kador or Trolls, but in terms of opening up said factions, Kador and Trolls probably are the best done by in this update. Um, yeah. It isn't necessarily just the straight buffs. Like, for instance, I actually think in terms of straight buffs, there's probably better ones in the form. Like, Retribution probably strikes me out. Yeah. Uh, don't let the Retribution players learn that I've said that, of course. Uh, also, I would say, <laughs> also, I would say Circle, because not only do they gain a very, like, one of their old-school archetypes back in the form of, like, you know, Warp Wolves are fucking terrifying again. Like, they just, yeah. they are the other oh, yeah, glass man. cannons that they used to be, right? Like, 
it, yeah. it's the thing of like you, you look like i had a lot of games in mark ii of basically trying not to let like james morehouse get a primal stalker onto my face right yeah, yeah, and yeah, James being a smart guy, like I'd have to set up increasingly ridiculously elaborate like means of stopping him doing it, right? <laughs> and James being a smart yeah. guy would either figure out a way or be like, you know, like it, that would be the game, right? Of just like me setting up the trap and him basically trying to get it, right? Like no longer is the case though, like James gets a car uh warp off stalker to my caster and or like my primary model and kills it. I'm like, okay, well you still traded down, so congratulations. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, that I would say, like, and I, I think it's still fine, because, like, those guys are still glass cannons, but, like, that, and I wouldn't be surprised if one of the other factions, the Horde's factions, also, just frankly, benefited a lot. But in terms of actual, like, um, ways in which the factions opened up, like, Cador just made out, like, bandits in so many ways. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'll, I will just say this, because I've been, like, going through a round. So, functionally speaking, I think it changes the tier order of Cador's, like, themes. So, previously, by and large, the best theme, the best theme was Wolves of Winter, and then you paired it with something that worked with Wolves of Winter. Wolves of Winter, just because it was incredibly flexible, you had access to Archon, like, Void Archons in theme, um, it was, it was fun. Like, it was glass cannony, it was great, it was honestly a bit like playing a circleist, funnily enough, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, what's happened is instead, Wolves of Winter haven't really been touched, apart from some minor updates to, like, well, actually, a really big one for the Colden. Uh, but, like, Doom Reavers themselves are obviously uh, not changed, and probably shouldn't be, like, it's fine. But That's everything right. else around it in other pieces are a lot better. Like, the thing that Wolves of Winter always struggled with was staying power, and, like, you sort of had to live with that, because, like, Wolves of Winter had all the rules you wanted for things like, say, Infernals, um, Metoplists at the time, that sort of thing. Um, well, now Archons are obviously worse. Uh, Infernals and Menoth will probably change in their own ways, and, like, the things that Archons brought against those factions aren't as great anymore, and now, instead, you'd be looking at, like, the other themes to splash into because they've gained more rules in a lot of ways or they're just like way more efficient. So I think the tier order now is probably actually either Armored Core or Winter Guard Command. <laughs> Winter Guard Command amuses me because everyone says it panda is shit and I always found it like it was pretty fine. Like it was just like Winter Guard were just not the thing you wanted when you have initiates and shit everywhere, right? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. they certainly definitely fixed that problem. Like, Winnegard Command is just like... like Winnegard Command's primary issue now is that your, your free cards are kind of weak on account of them having reduced the points cost of everything you took as a free card, apart from old yeah, grid. <laughs> it's like, of all the problems you have now, that is your first world problem. Great, fantastic. Also, you, you get two artillery captains. You cannot. He has six points. And okay, okay, that makes sense. It's uh, they might drop him in points if they go through because they never touched any of the right quest models. Um, but Old yeah. Grim is like you still might buy him anyway because he's just a badass. Um, it's more yeah, of a question is. though. It's like, do you buy him or a full unit of Widowmakers? Because that's one more point. Oh yeah, the exactly. Is <laughs> the is actually still sometimes you do right, or you'd buy both because you know you're a hot blood, testo high testosterone individual. And more importantly, there's <laughs> infantry everywhere for you to kill with snipers. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll yep. have to see how it all shakes out. But yeah. Um, in general, like their themes have been good. The caster changes in general, they got two of the more interesting ones. One of my favorites uh, being the one of my, my my favorite by far is the Sorcerer 3 one, because there's a list building, basically, she gets uh she gets the ability to take mana war regardless of what theme she's in. 
Um, Medium-based only, That's but given that all of the mana war basically got better, uh, this gives you some real cool things you can do, right? It also just gives you back to that old school days of where you can actually make combined arms flexible lists with different packages from different things, right? Yeah. You know, stuff we used to do back in the day that we are no longer able to. Well, you get some of that back in, in a really flashy way. It's it's a it's a really in, it's a really nice thing. Like, um, yeah. Um, I wish more casters had that rule. To be honest, like, I, I think it's honestly, just a musical rule. Absolutely, I actually think that a lot of the version, like the first editions of CID, the ones where there was all theme focused, where more or less the caster was almost always tied directly to the theme, like say yeah. Two, yeah. Uh, Iona, for yeah. instance, comes to mind. I actually think all of those guys should pick up some version of this Irregulars rule. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know how Universal would be, like, I, I think you do have caveats on it, so you, but, or, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Siege could just pick up trenches and be okay, because you lose the ability to sure. rise, but, like, that would be cool, right? And that would mean yeah. that you could play things like, say, Gun Mages and Siege, right? So you could yeah, have awesome. and, and Siege 2 and shit like that. You could finally, finally put Fire for Effect on those trench weapons like you've wanted to with Kane through oh, Zero, yeah. because, yeah, like, just, or doing anything, right? Like, I yeah, know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cool part about this war show change is that it's so broad. It's just it's oh, yeah. basically all man of war, right? I mean, if you look at like Agathea has it for Bane Knights, and I think that's very yes. fitting too. And even that, just one one unit is super cool for her. Mm. But yeah, the source shows she can the, the the list building opportunities are almost endless. Well, not quite, but yeah. Well, crazy. here's the thing: I like the change because it also doesn't invalidate you taking sorcerer in uh, man of war. Um, you still don't get tankers or dragons, which are big deals, especially yeah. because of Sorsha, like, tankers are just great, and Sorsha does love dragons to trigger flank. Um, but on the other hand, you get the ability to, say, splash guns into themes without guns. Um, like, I, I was thinking it was a bit of a meme, but it's actually, like, for instance, you playing Sorsha in Wolves of Winter is, like, now definitely a thing you can do. Even just being able to play, like, say, Sorsha in Jaws, and even if you don't focus on just like jack spam, being able to like have double Kayazi eliminators, all those like cool yeah. solos with a brick of mana war and like some high value jacks behind it with flank, that's just great, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. There'll be a lot of different cool, like even just like the the most boring but probably effective of them is just play it in Winterguard Command and take like a unit of riflemen to do fire support for your guys. And you know what? A okay with that. Or like fuck, Sorcha yeah, loves that. She has she actually is weak to ranged assassinations a lot of the time, especially they get around uh concealment. Um, like I remember back in the day she used to die all the time to just getting accidentally sprayed to death by Judicator, for instance. Um, because like that Def twelve and back when they ignored like your like uh what you call it, Windrush. Yeah, it wasn't great times. Um this right. way you're just getting something good for that, and you can run lower and hotter with Sorsha. So you can camp less because you have the sack pawn now to keep you alive. Yeah, it's good stuff. Big time, um, man. Yeah. So yeah, like in in general, like Kador is like Kador has had nothing but great buffs. Um, it's not going to be everything, but in a faction as big as Kador, that'd be impossible. I would say like Jack caster wise. Um, so like the three casters that basically got looked at. Um, Sorcerer 3, as mentioned, Andre Malakov, who picked up one spell, but it's a fucking doozy. It's the one that means that you can oh, yeah. target a guy, and then that basically you can hit, they count as being always in the back arc. Yeah, uh, it's not an awesome spell. 
Yeah, I actually don't know if that's better for Infernals or Kador. I don't think it really matters. Yeah. Like, I mean, functionally, like, there is going to be games where, like, it, it really fixes one of Malakov's weaknesses, which was that his endgame was kind of a bit poor, right? Like, once he started trading out and stuff and his feet was worn off, like, he had no gas. Well, this, like, if, like even just by himself, like, if he nails your anything with it, right? That's like, um, he himself can actually do work against it. And obviously, it gets much more terrifying when you start doing things like um, discombobulating a unit and then shooting it to death, like discombobulating a caster and then just shooting them in the face with like riflemen, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, sure. Can you, can, I have a really stupid question. Can you take Gaston zero? You cannot take Gaston. No, he's like, no, well, no, he's but you don't specifically, know that. well. No, he's like, like, I know that, but like, you know, they changed yeah, yeah, all the yeah. lilies and all that, you know, yeah. and more and stuff, so I figured maybe that you could, but I don't know. You know what, so maybe I guess God, maybe I'll actually we'll just double check, but I'm very certain you can't, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure, like, I, I, I couldn't before, but I didn't know if it changed or whatever, but yeah, anyway, like, yeah, that yeah. guy having that is pretty sweet too, but yeah. No, it's, it's yeah. cool. Just I mean, it would be nice, right? It would be fucking sweet, actually, but yeah. Well, you could just take yeah. it with any caster almost, you know, it's like, yeah. so... Yeah. Uh, no. Crystal Guard, okay. Circle, Signal, Protector. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, then, that, yeah. sorry, then, my point was stupid. Nah, that's fine. It's fine. Like, that, like, this, I mean, look, the thing is with Gaston is Gaston himself has backstab, but Andre is, like, well, Andre is practically a bit like Gaston, right? Like, yeah. except that his backstab thing he gives to other people, so, gay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so Super cool. Yeah. Um, and then finally, like, uh, Butcher 2 got some look at. I don't think it really changes where he is, but it is a great, it's literally the definition of quality of life improvement, and that's okay, right? Yeah. And then obviously all the, Kendall has a lot of, uh, casters which have, like, uh, you warjack unit, uh, sorry, caster unit type effects, right? Like, sorry, they are warcaster units. We have three, I believe, yeah. Strakov 2, uh, Zakova 2, and Butcher 3, and all of them got, like, the corresponding jack increases, and I guess all oh, Butcher yeah. well. yep. They actually can be run. Like, I don't... I think that of all of those, the most interesting of them is possibly Strakov 2. Um, but we'll see. Like, it, it certainly doesn't help, like, say, Butcher 3, and uh, a lot of the effects come out to, like, how it all runs through in the wash. Like, once you look at right. all the units going through. Yeah. Hmm. I think Butcher 2... Really should just. I mean, I don't know. We speculated before it drops. Like, why Butcher Two should just get flat six focus? I just cut that rule completely. I mean, it's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's flavor and all that stuff. But why did why don't you just? It's such a detrimental. It rule. should be a, It sucks. It so. should be a bonus upside. Like he kills a guy. He starts at six focus. He kills a guy, and then he gets like extra. Next turn, he gets extra focus. Right. Sure. Yeah, sure. Sure. That would be a that would be a better way of doing it. Yeah. yeah. But I mean. And, like, honestly, like, the payoff you get is just not really great. <laughs> like, when you think about it, um, if you compare Butcher 2 to Butcher 3, you get two less good doggies. So, automatically, your list is morally bankrupt. Like, Butcher's list is <laughs> twice times infinity. Is Butcher 3's list is twice times infinity more good boys than Butcher 2's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> And Butcher 3 is, like, the exact opposite of Butcher 2. He's an extremely consistent caster. His tricks always work. He is always a fucking threat, right? Whereas, like, even with 2d3, you are going to get those turns where you roll cold. Um, like, the only thing Butcher 2 really has that makes up for it is the fact that he personally has overtake. Um, like, even his ability to get boundless charge is cheap when it's duplicated by Sorcerer's Zero. 
Um, yeah. Even like, and as battle group wise, like, yeah, you lose Ravager, but you gain Energizer, which you don't have to kill people to use. Like, yeah, it's just, uh, it's good. Yeah. I, um, Did the one uh, keep interaction with him? Is that that new rule that he got? What's that called again? I can't remember. Um, uh, the the, the uh, reckless casting thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ba- battle group uh, blood boon. Uh, that is t- per turn. So, like, if you take mm-hmm. something with counter charge, you can <laughs> you can trigger like I don't know, his eliminator or something, some weird nuke. So that's kind of cute. I mean, I don't know if you want to do that, get butcher farther up there, but maybe. I kind of weird. Don't believe there's anything with counter charge on battle group. Let me think. Uh no. So you trigger on you could trigger on a free strike stroke, which would be funny. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually, yeah. it you. It's funny you say that though, because that is legitimate. You could just like randomly. I mean, this would be like some stars fucking aligning, like nobody's business. But you could use eliminator through reckless arcana to get some random weird angle, so that you can then go forward and kill a bunch of guys. But like, literally means that before activating butcher. Your opponent gives you just a clump of dudes to blow up with Eliminator, which at that point, like, well, okay, congratulations, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, that's the, you're playing against a living the dream opponent, that's fine. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, look, all of this doesn't hurt, like, but, you know, Butcher is always, Butcher 2 is always going to suffer from his just, in, like, it, the payoff, juice is not worth the squeeze, is the issue. And that hasn't yeah. changed for the time being. With, and the other thing too, which here's the other thing to consider with Kador, is that a lot of the casters are sort of hover in the same-ish range, right? Which means that you have, like, if and if it doesn't work with Butcher 2, like, there are plenty of other choices, right, to look at that might fit you more, that are just more fun. And that's okay, because eventually you can just come back to Butcher 2 when they start looking at him more, or things fit his playstyle more, and then you're like, oh, okay, we'll try this instead. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, cool, do I want to play? Yeah. Do I want to play Butcher Two or do I want to play Sorcerer Three? It's just like, well, I'd rather yeah. Butcher Three here, right? Even right. if they actually can do very similar things. For sure. Hmm. <laughs> so is he That's the bottom uh, bottom caster? Um, it, look, he, him, and Old Witch Two have always been the bottomish ones. But again, like Kador is very much. It, it's less like you have true extremes. So, which has always been just a faction thing. Like, say, I'd actually say the bottom caster probably now is, like, Arkovich. Um, or... Uh, really? With all these, uh, with the jack changes, you think that... Uh... Yeah, like, well, here, here's the thing. It's like, I, I think other people can run it better. Um, yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Like, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, there is a Harkovich list that takes, like, Ivan, Behemoth, like, Victors, Destroyers, and shit like that. And just exploits his Repo 3 Field Marshal and, like, just does things. It's just that Harkovich as a caster is really not great. Um, His main... Well, okay. Harkovich as a caster is just boring as shit. And it's really annoying because he was one of my favorites in Mark 2. It's the simple fact is mobility is an awful spell. Like, it is one of the worst spells. Because, yay, like, the effect is great. It's fantastic. But, like... Mobility means that he's a three focus caster who has another three focus spell he wants to spam a lot. So like, yeah. you have no decision points at all. Right. You can't even. Right. You no, also have no upkeeps, which weirdly mean, which is a kind of a pain because like you cannot actually justify a lot of times taking the guy who makes your shooting better, the adjunct who gives you the eyeless sight you kind of want, right? Yeah. Because 
Uh, you, you're only, like, you're missing out one of his key, like, bonuses. So I guess you just use the objective and hope it doesn't die. Like, yeah. But, like, here's the thing. Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't say, like, it's completely unplayable to play Harkovich. I mean, I've certainly done it. But the bottom-ish of Kador is always a weird place. Like, I mean, I could actually put Butcher 1 there now. Even though I think he's still extremely playable, just or I'd probably even keep Sorsha 2 there, except that not really. Like it, it's always these caveats, right? Like for instance, Sorsha 2, God, I loved her back in the day, but like she only gained two jack points and no other real changes, right? Which probably means she's still not playable, except that she yeah. has desperate pace winner guard and the entire winner guard boat changed. So maybe I'm incorrect. Um, right, right. Like, certainly, it probably is easier than ever to shoot someone in the face with, like, like yeah, like, Sorcia's problem, personally, is that I, I think she's very, uh, a binary, like, a bit all or nothing. Either she goes in, she flips a coin, she C-rats your caster, and it's kind of like a bit like that, uh, gunny two effect, yeah. Yeah. So, walks in, she C-rats <laughs> your caster under her feet, and then you take, like, a power 20 decapitation shot or some shit, and then you die, or you take the shot. And then you hermit it, and then she's like, "Well, okay, good game, good, good to go." Those casters, yeah, those casters yeah. depend entirely on the feet. It's almost uh, never great, you know. Doesn't I mean, the well. problem is like her feet is all in. Like her feet only affects things in her control area, as opposed to what it used to be, which is a pulse. And I really wish they changed that. If they change that, she becomes a way better caster immediately. Sure. Oh. Although still not, although still not completely fixed because her spell list is also kind of a bit pants. But one thing at a time. <laughs> Yeah, fair yeah enough. exactly. Can't get everything at once. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing: it's like no, and like even like this update will not possibly get everything at once either. No, no, no. And I don't no. think like they literally like I actually like this from Privateer is like Faye coming out and honestly saying like, look, we didn't touch a bunch of things because they were too hard, and this was already bloating as is, right? Like yeah. I remember what was it? It was like um. Midas got mentioned. It's just like, look, that Midas as a Midas and Tristan Durant too, right? It's just like, look, this is a car. These guys need complete reworks, right? And just like, well, we're doing for quality of life game wise. We'll have to touch them later. It's also why I think like a bunch of the right quest scuff after they really, they'll probably touch that later in full just to bring it all in line again, right? Just because yeah, so yeah. you got you have to draw some lines somewhere. As long as this isn't the last one, that is perfectly okay. And people need to yeah, appreciate that. I agree. There's some people who don't like, uh, people have a tough time, you know, when something gets nerfed for the betterment of the game. You know, I, I get it. It's hot. It's mm. stuff that you, you enjoy and you like, but you have to take a yeah. step back and be like, hey, this is objectively horrible for the game. Like, the <laughs> yes. nerf the Death Archons, I, I don't even think they're. It's tanked. a side like, It's not even. It's actually. It's a side it's grade. A, it's, it's, a, it's a. It is a. It's a very. A big, it's a very, It's an extremely good side grade as well. By yeah, the way, but like they affect everything now. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah like but that's if stuff. anything. Yeah. I mean, I actually think that apart from the Death Archon, all of the Archons that got nerfed, apart from maybe the Void, probably didn't need those nerfs. Like the points decrease. The points increase. Sorry. And the way the game was changing already was enough for that, but that's okay. Like you can go like, okay, well, you know what, Mena Archon, congratulations, you have an armor back. You're probably still nine points. Right. Actually, maybe yeah. we just give you a rule just in general, like we give you an extra defense or something as well. But you're still nine points, right? Sure. Like you can roll those changes back. It's fine. Right. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. 
They're not. I totally if anything, think that, if that anything, your default arc on I'm fucking looking. You're like, why are you fuckers still in the game? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, going, uh, the facts are small, and that's why. I don't know. <laughs> There's nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. <laughs> but, no. And though I think the only only one that was absolutely necessary was the the change from three inch to two inch melee range on the death yeah. archon. I think that absolutely needs to happen. But yeah, yeah. So, but. Steve, my and point Jesse. was, you guys were asking him for my full tilt moment. I think we just found it. <laughs> <laughs> Death archons? No, no, or no, no, no. Defiled, defiled archons. You trying to pull? You trying to pull that fast one on me? Is like no. I've never seen a defiled archon die. Right? Not even when my opponent, well, an opponent has offered it to me on a fucking platter. Right? It always is like actually, I have an archon that says "fuck off" and die. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you've already active. Actually, you wandered in wonder, one of Wanderer's Crossroads, and now it's like, well, you know what? You have this guy in your face, so you probably want to deal with him instead, because otherwise, there's going to be a skinny boy chopping your caster and wearing him as a yeah. jacket. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's great. Well, you know, oh. I mean, they probably could increase in points, and I don't know. I, I mean, look, I actually think I actually think what you want to do is what you did to the Samurai Archon, right? And you want to do it from everyone, like because that, like, that is a really good way to spice and change up a list while still making doing the intended effect, which is dropping the uh, amount of Archons you're spamming. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, that's. I mean, it's a simple fact: is the model the Archons that we'll probably see play, despite the points increases, are, are like are going to be the Samurai, the Death. The blighted archon. Let's be real, because like it's still yeah. a blighted archon, right? Yep. And the reason, and I'm surprised that one didn't get even... more adjustments. Also, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, it's it's I fine, going... but I'm just you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like you compare that to like the metal archon. It's just like, well, if everyone's going to get a random armor decrease, it should be the blighted archon, and it won't even matter as much, right? Yeah. 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 I, I, like, that's what I think is what you actually wanted to do, but you'll notice, like, those Archons will still get played, and they'll still have yep. reasons to get played, whereas, like, the Brick on Legs is probably going to be less... Like, if you're playing a Menoff, um, like, the Moron Archon is legitimately just a giant cheerleader now, and you're just like, well, yep. great, I guess. I mean, <laughs> so I don't know how it is over there, but here, like, most Legion lists only have one of them. You know? Uh, Blight Archon? Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, a lot of the a lot of the Legion players I've been seeing have been transitioning away from like um either primal terrors or like the big like double archangel kind of things to more of a flying circus style. So okay. like one big archangel and then just like a whole bunch of like angels and shit. Which like, is you know, a lot better in my opinion too. Uh, I would but... agree. It's a lot more annoying <laughs> to deal with, certainly. And yes. then yeah, yeah, like exploiting Beth too. Like let's be real, oh. like Legion. Legion do ha Legion probably still going to have problems running like any of their walking heavies, but all their flying heavies are still just as annoying as they used to be. Um, Sidings at four oh, yeah. points seem pretty decent. I don't know. Four, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, convince a Legion player of that. It's just like, oh, it's power seventeen. It's just like it kills your caster if you get to it. It's like, but it's power seventeen. I can't. I can't possibly run this. If I may do another random hot take, it's like in a lot of ways, sometimes Legion, especially the ones who used to play Veil 2, are like, you know, the uh, the old money guy who no longer is definitely nearly as rich as he used to be, but still remembers <laughs> the glory days. Like, I couldn't possibly run it. I couldn't possibly drive around in a Porsche, right? This Porsche, 
<laughs> this horse is way too proletarian for me to run in. Oh, man. Oh, man. Like, he's like driving around in his Lamborghini that is literally falling apart, right? Kind of thing. Uh, that's a great analogy. Years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna, I was just going to bring it back to Kato unless you got something else. No, I mean, we'll, if we, if you let me keep going on, I'll probably throw in a Thagros Zero reference, which will get me, like, you know, shouted out on another different podcast, because I apparently don't appreciate <laughs> Blight Burst of all spells. And hey I'm just guys, like, oh, like, oh my god, let's just like, look, yes, yes, Blight Burst of spell, as I said, like, I actually will pay the interaction where you Death Arc on something and then Blight Burst on top of it to, like, stop it from being able to shake stationary. That is a legitimate thing. But I am not going to, like... Off. I am not going to support any plans that involve spamming Blight Burst to create no landing zones for your Archangel with your Fury 5 caster casting a spell and then taking Abbey 1 to support this and a Hellmouth you now have to pay points for and then your opponent with the power of proxy bases and or geometry finding a way to get to you <laughs> anyway. Uh, or it's only like, like, I guess the other one that is semi-legit, but also kind of easy to counter is the fact that if you put it on a heavy, a blight burst will mean that a heavy without two inch reach cannot punch you without being in its effect, which can, it's one of those ones that it's like a good 5%er to keep in mind, but like, don't, I mean, I've seen exactly what happens when you rely on that. Also, it doesn't factor in the fact that now everyone has way more infantry. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Definitely don't care about Blight Burst. No. Exactly. <laughs> Stuck on that rebuttal. Take that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, yes. Anyway. Kador, the faction we are talking about that is definitely, yes. like, you know, definitely never running around in a Porsche or a Lamborghini. They're running around in a fucking Ford Fiesta or a clown car and loving life. A Volkswagen bug. A Volkswagen, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, or well, like they'll say it's a Volkswagen, where it's in reality it's actually a Porsche that's been painted to be a Volkswagen, but they just don't exactly. know. Exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, Kate. I mean, you did call me to call talk about Kador, and we've successfully talked about yes. Legion, Circle, Ameri <laughs> games that tilted me, trolls as a result of that. Uh, you know everything about it. So we might as well talk about what you actually brought me on for. Yes. <laughs> what are you excited to to be trying out in, in Kador going forward? What's right. what excites you? All right, I'm going to go with, uh, you know what, in an effort to bring structure, I'll say the, I'll go with a couple of cast, a uh, couple of casters, and I'll go into each of the themes, right? So the first is going to be, for anyone who's ever listened to me, like knows one of, two of my favorite casters are Vlad 2 and Erosk 2, right? Sure. And Vlad 2 is just always a standby, because the simple fact is he is probably the best caster in faction, uh, I mean, it certainly was pre-patch, I'm not 100% sure post-patch, but easily very safe to say and that's just because of his unrivaled flexibility and it's kind of a litmus test of Kador and what lists you play because you probably want him in your pairing it's not strictly necessary uh especially in this day and age like the reasons you want needed him back in the day are sort of gone like those being things like infernals the metoth matchup and all that because a lot of those will have changed yeah. but Vlad 2, just in general, is really fucking fun, and he's a great enabler for just random shit. So, a lot of times, looking at what lists wake him well gives you an idea of what is healthy in the particular faction. And honestly, like, there are a lot of casters that do things that he does better. 
Um, and you start looking at ways of basically using those cartons instead. So, like, Vlad 2, again, like, I'm, like, I would be a fool not to at least think of it, of, like, where this guy's going, because his previous home was in Wolves of Winter, and after looking at it, I have a feeling his home, as a result of this change, is definitely very likely going to be in Armored Core, um, because, like, that list has gotten so many point reductions, and the list was already, like, his initial home, because of just how yeah. fucking good it is to feat on Man of War. Like, you gain oh, yeah. so much. Like, Doom Reaver's gained quite a fair bit from being feated on, but not to the degree that Man Award do, because you fully gain the defensive components of that feat. There's nothing quite as annoying, aggravating, as feeding on a unit of Shocky, of Demo Core, popping their mini feet and going in, and the retaliatory strike. Like, it is actually, like, a fucking pain. And now you functionally have an extra unit to support it with. Um... And you have a lot more of the support just randomly hanging around. And Vlad can always make that support just fight extremely hard. So, like, that will probably just be a thing. Um, in terms of, like, casters, obviously, in terms of list-building projects, it's definitely going to be Sorcerer 3 at some point, right? Um, yeah. That would be a good thing. The other one list, I think, comes back in a big way is, like, the old Winterguard spam, either with Erost 2 or Vlad 1. Um, the Erost 2 Stalingrad style... I have a question for you. Yes. Why? Uh, why do you think Vlad Two is better than Vlad One? Um, like, uh, isn't science importance just great? Well, science importance is. This is going to be a hot take. You ready for this? Science yeah. importance is worse than right. Hand of Fate. Oh, it, is actually a, it is actually a worse spell. It is the same reason why, for instance, uh, Boundless Charge is better than Mobility in its own crazy way because of just like what that does to a caster. Vlad 1 is a three focus caster. Right. right? Like, that's functionally just how he has to live, right? Having a spell like Signs of Importance. Vlad 2 is an eight focus caster a lot of the time. And let's just say that he's upkeeping all the time. It's seven to six. A lot of times being able to hot swap it and upkeep it for free means you will get the exact same effect out of Signs of Importance ahead okay. of eight as you would at Signs of Importance, right? It will be slightly less, but on the other hand, you also don't need to activate your caster first. Like, it will just live on a unit. Um, The other thing, too, is that Vlad, as a result... Like, Vlad 1 is a numbers guy. He literally just throws numbers at you. His feed is numbers. His uh, spell list is all about adding more numbers, either himself or his models. Like, Signs of Importance, the ultimate number adder in the form of a dice (laughs) fixer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vlad 2 has flexibility, threat range... And still also does numbers, right? He's sure. a more complete package. Uh, that's yeah, kind of why. And like, it, it's that flexibility part that really sells at home. Like, end of the day, like, if you took Vlad to and gave him Hand of Fate, instead, sorry, uh, Signs of Portance instead of Hand of Fate, he might actually be a better caster, but he would be very different and weird and probably a little degenerate for the game. Yeah, you know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But that's kind of why. Uh, it's like, yeah, like, Vlad 1 is actually... Like, if you've ever played Vlad 1, he is not interesting to play at all. He's, no, he's boring as hell, but I think Science of Importance is just so good. Yeah, literally every part of it. I mean, the thing is, like, his sculpt is boring, his playstyle yep. is boring. His, the ways yeah, Vlad he dies, is just so cooler. So much cooler. Yeah. The You're ways right. he dies right. often are just boring as well, like Vlad 1 will randomly... <laughs> like, 
He's a man with a nine to five white collar job who's definitely going to die, like you know, an early death from overwork or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and then lads progressively yeah. decide to shed it, join a metal band, and get cooler, and then ride a horse, uh, and then yeah. start going around the Mongolian wastelands, like stabbing people. Yeah, it's great. Oh, <laughs> get killed by an infernal. Yeah, yeah. Well, Too soon. Uh, that infernal <laughs> offered him, like you know, what he always wanted. So yeah, go. Ahead. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> the Dracula done points too, didn't it? It did the the points. Uh, the dragon oh, is now eight points. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. I... How do I put it? Yes, and also competing with everything else. Like, it's weird. I, I'm, I mean, it's obviously good, right? So I'm, go I'm not going to... I'm not going to be one of those people to say, like, I'm not sure if this straight upgrade is actually good for this guy, right? Like, literally a flat <laughs> upgrade. But I don't... Like, I have to see how, like, because I, I, before this cast, I basically spent, like, a good two hours, like, doing Man of War lists. I can tell you, like, it's still kind of hard to fit a Draken in. Because um, it's like, here's a question. It's like, would you rather three full units of Man of War with, with, like, good support? Or would you rather two units and two Drakens? And it's, like, not a clear-cut answer. I think that was one where no. you have to try around and see. And it's also, like, the Draken isn't actually that much faster than the units are now. So, yeah. Especially now that Shockies can, like, shield wall and move three extra inches. I, it's definitely not going to be, like, I'll put it this way, like, I was hoping the Draken would pick up something like, say, point blank, so he can use his gun in melee. That would make it, like, sell it way more to me than actually a points drop. Like, I was totally. actually hoping for more interesting rules on the Draken, as opposed to just, like, a cut in points, but, I mean, it's still a cut in points. I mean, I think, I, think uh, I don't know, I don't want to side tangent this again, but I think a lot of the only negative I have to say about this whole update is that they didn't change. Like, it was so broad that they only did the point adjustments, but I do think oh. there's a lot of things that need more than that. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Uh, no, I mean, there's a thing. I'm happy this with the changes, that, so. Yeah, this points adjustment is a good starting place because it yeah. makes subsequent updates easier to do. And then you yes, can start exactly. going like, all right, guys, we're doing an update where we're literally taking the bottom casters of every faction, just like we took the battle box casters of every faction, and we're going to make them sexy. We're going to give them some, full, yeah. like, we're going to give them some like RuPaul's Drag Race makeovers, and they're going to be fucking. <laughs> sexy, <right? laughs> now, imagine doing that off of the previous meta. You'd be like, yeah, but there's so many problems in the game. You've just made them worse by introducing these crazy casters. Now, if you do it, you're like, well, okay. Now I feel a bit like you know, this is now it becomes a better thing. I yes, think. for sure. Yes. I agree. They've they've made themselves anyway. quite slate. Right? They yeah. can they can go anywhere from here. So they needed Pretty to level much. the playing field first. Yeah. Yeah. Or like level ish, right? And we'll see how it goes. Right. Oh, I'm still pretty happy. I'm right. happy with it, like going forward. And I wouldn't like I'm also kinda like, look, I remember the early days of Mark Three, right? This happens every fucking time, right? Look, we're gonna discover some OP shit list. They're gonna say, Why did Privateer Press not notice this? Why are they yep. so dumb? Why is list designing so much harder than what I would have? Why did they design so much worse than I would have done? Blah, 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 blah. And then it's just like, look, it's a fucking huge ass game. And as long as they're going into it with the correct attitude, which they are, the attitude that like, well, you know what's going to happen if there's something OP comes out, we're going to step on that shit. Yep. <laughs> we'll let it have exactly. its time yep. and then we'll just deal with it. Yeah. Exactly. As um, it should too, you know? Yeah, that's the. Anyway, I think you know, not not to tangent again. Sorry, but that was the problem with yep. a lot of, a lot yeah. of stuff in Mark Two. You know, like they just let it ride too long. So yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. 
Also, what are you talking about? We're a podcast. Like, if we're not tangenting, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's true. Steve's like, <laughs> Steve, 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 Steve likes structure, and he's just super, you know, keeping yeah. me honest about no, it. No. So. Well, it's no, my Sunday, gotta... so clearly I'm basically, like, look, I probably should have grabbed some beers for this, but it is unbelievable. <laughs> like, early in the day. Anyway, yeah. Fair enough. I think, I think so. As I said, Vlad 1, um, we're looking at, sorry, Vlad 1, Eros 2. I'll just roll it back to, like, Winnegard game. <laughs> Because that's, that's the next oh, point, yeah. is, like, Winnegard was the other theme that got, like, the lion's share of the changes. Um, so, to recap, the big ones are basically that uh, Winnegard Artillery Captains go from a meme choice that you could take two of to a must-take that you always take, because they get Veteran Leader Winterguard just flat, and they gain... Um, yeah, actually, that's pretty much it. Like, their fire and displace goes from repo 2 to repo 3, but the fact that if you'd even remembered they'd had that rule, that uh, good on you. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. The other big change is that, like, apart from some very aggressive points discounts, the fact that AKs are now a unit you can consider taking because they well, gained yeah. what everyone wanted, which is a winner guard tag, but what never people thought they'd get is an extremely aggressive points drop. So, winner guard now are in a very interesting place because as they have a lot of cheap, high damage infantry. Um, like, it, it does look, it's still a thing. Like, Winterguard infantry and Winterguard riflemen are very efficient dudes with, like, guns. As the dudes sure. with gun list, they've not only gained plus one functional rat uh, across the board without having to use Joe, but they've gone cheaper in bulk and they've gotten more effective UAs. And then in addition to this, you also have now more choices. Um, you have, of course, Assault Command, as I said. You actually now have Kayazi Assassins as just a much easier splash in because they're just more effective. Um, the Kayazi Four Assassin points. change is that they are two points less, I believe. And their UA gained a fucking bonkers ability, which is I fucking love. It's the Shadow Dance, I think it's called, on the, the old Blood Runners back in Mark II. Basically, if yeah. you slap a guy in the unit, you can teleport another model three inches um, from the guy so who sweet. did the slap. Now, this is a very doubly so because Kazi have backstab as a mini feat. Yeah, so it, it means that awesome. the, first guy, the first guy going in will mean that any of the others charging that target will just basically be backstabbing you. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Ideally, in an ideal world, of course, but... Even so, like, the points discount is what Kayazi wanted, and actually fielding two units of them with UAs is now quite feasible. Plus, Kayazi still are anatomically precise, mat 8 with gang, and have all of the good things. And the underboss getting into someone's back arc is usually just, like, going to be lights out. So, all of that, it, it also means that you reuse attacks. Like, you could have 10 Kayazi charge, like, somehow charge a small base model, and then off of the back of Shadow Play, get them to jump around. Now, even if, like, you know, that is obviously a bit of an extreme example, but that's kind of the things you can do with this ability. It's really cool. And it's an all-the-time ability they can do as well, right? This isn't, like, a mini feat, which is the even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's super cool. Yeah, so Winnegard Command... Yeah. But Winnegard Command are probably going to gain... Like, they're still going to have the same thing, or the same playstyle, which I think has always been... Uh, actually, no, I'm going to take that back. So, basically, there were... Three kind of ways to run Winterguard Command. There was the Vlad 1 style, which was rifles and rockets. Believe it or not, you took rifles and you took rockets. <laughs> wow. And then you profited. Wow. So innovative. Uh, 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 you also cast signs of portents. 
Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking, fucking galaxy brain war machine at its finest. I know. But yeah, yeah, yeah like, I don't want I mean, here's the thing, so like, that list is obviously better, like, um, and probably back on the radar. Now, what has always, I feel, made Winnegard Command an actually really powerful theme, even when people were shitting on it, is the simple fact that you have a very, you have some of the most efficient infantry to complement Warjacks. It's literally been yeah. Winnegard Command's strength from its inception, way back in the day when you could sack pawn to a gun carriage and do other cheese. Like that, and that's kind of why you took oh, yes. the theme. And like the fact is, you being able to like you may have lost advanced move on Warjacks, but you then have gained sort of zero. So I I'll take that. <laughs> yep. Anyway, like um now though the second way is basically playing it with a much heavier Jack focus. So you'd be basically playing like either full-on jack spam, especially if your caster has a Pathfinder out so you don't feel the need to play in Jaws, you can just play in Winnegard Command, explore the fact you can take rifles with rockets, or Winnegard Infantry with an now excellent UA, um, and just go to town that way. Uh, this is especially good for casters like, say, Kozlov, uh, who, one, love dying. Like, Kozlov fucking loves dying. He, he can't get <laughs> enough of it. Because he wants to spend all of his focus every turn. And he's very encouraged to do so. He has focus six, right? Well, now, like, I mean, fuck. Previously, back in the day, I had Winnegard artillery captains I took for the express purpose of running under his feet to give gang to stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's amazing. Now, now I am no longer able to do that. I have to use them to give veteran leader the things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Damn so, it. like, that's the, kind of, that's the kind of things you'd be looking at, is those kind of lists. And... Um, Winnegard Command, like, this is actually something you'll see probably, like, it's probably my favorite home for, say, when he comes out, depending on what flavor he comes out in, um, Karchev 2, uh, because Beastone 9 with Karchev 2 is fucking dope. Uh, but his fucking feet got nerfed, dude. Okay, okay. tragic. <laughs> I mean, he got nerfed, it got fucking heavily nerfed if you were a Crix player, but you're a Crix player, you don't count, you don't have feelings anyway. I don't, I don't play Crix. Well, then, I don't know what you're I doing sympathizing for the enemy. <laughs> no, I- <laughs> it, it is, it actually, it is, a, okay, I'll, I'll get into that. It is a bit of a nerf in, in, like, okay, it is a functional nerf by one inch, but it is a buff in terms of the ability to allocate focus, because previously, you only got the bonus focus if you got them into melee range with the five-inch place, which kind of defeated the purpose of... Like, it, it didn't really count, right? Like, yeah, what are you yeah. doing? You're feeding the Gingdom in range, and then you're already in range. Like, the whole point of that feat was to feat to get them into threat range and then kill stuff. Well, now, instead, it's basically you get the focus, assuming you end your melee in range of something, which basically means that all Warjacks in Karcher's battle group gain plus four speed and plus one focus this turn after they engage something. Enjoy. Right? <laughs> I mean, it means that if you cast full throttle and allocate two focus, you charge something, you end in melee, you are now at three focus. Right, um, right. So that, that's definitely extremely strong. Yeah, it's good. So yeah. Right. You'll you're probably see, like, uh, and also, I, I know the other reason they probably changed it was because Karchev was, had a notorious habit of, like, you see that Karchev's gun having Shadowbind and being an AoE, which is actually funny now that you used to take Winnegard artillery captains just to give him, like, Artillerist. Now you're taking uh, him anyway, and you just gained Artillerist, and you get the ability to Shadowbind shit with your gun. But what you used to do is you awesome. walk up, you'd Shadowbind, 
you'd feed. You'd then play some shell game and start rearranging your models. So Karchip goes back five inches and his murder heavies go forward five inches. <laughs> and, then, and then now your caster or your Archon, like your Archon might be shadow bound and you just start going to town on everything else, right? Like, yep. so now this way, yeah. at least if Karchip walks up and shadow binds you, he's going to stay five inches away from you as opposed to being like, who the fuck knows where in another postcode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's amazing. So Karchev wouldn't be the only one. Like Karchev, Kozlov, Karchev, uh, Karchev one I'm meaning. Like um uh actually following off Harkovich, <laughs> all of these guys may probably see some play in Winnegard Command in general. There's gonna be others as well. Basically anyone who likes to exploit uh boundless charge in general um will probably find their way here eventually. And then the third way is the way that, you know, in triple span fashion that I'm somewhat notorious for, which is uh, colloquially known as Stalingrad. It is basically taking as much trash as possible. So I believe back in the day, oh, yeah. I was running Alex. Well, I know what it was. It was Alexia 1, two, Alexia one th two max units of Winnegard with UAs and three min units of Winnegard just with rocket maximum rockets. Um, two field guns. Jesus. Kovnik Joe, and the battle group was a Marauder and a Spriggan. Um, I think that's it. I do know that it basically had m almost more points than models. Sorry, almost more models <laughs> than points. There we go. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, it was very, I mean, look, it was uh, one of WTC. It won a WTC, <laughs> and it was like a, like, it was, it was a, I would not, this is my recommendation, I would not recommend playing this list at home. It needs a lot of practice, because you need to get really good on your clock, right? But if you get good on your clock, now it's your opponent's problem. They yeah. have to deal with your shit. <laughs> yeah, that list is now better than ever. Um, and for a couple of reasons. Like, one of the things that killed it functionally was Void Archons and hyper-effective sprays. I wouldn't say the sprays part mm. is gone necessarily, and the solid ground change does nerf it. But Void Archons going the way of the wayside, and all of your stuff becoming more efficient, are big boons for it. So I wouldn't be surprised if in that, some capacity that comes back. And look, let's be real. If if Stalingrad still is not ready to see the table, utterly tragic. So terrible. Yeah. We don't see another degenerate spam list of being buried by a million <laughs> oh, winning no. god. Oh no. <laughs> now with assault commanders. <laughs> hmm. Oh yeah, the other oh, that's right. The other caster that really loves Winnegar Command, Butcher 3. Because he likes running Jack Heavy. And it gives you sack pawn. And, you know, if you're sack pawning models that are trying to kill Butcher 3, that's probably a good thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I will get into one final thing regarding it. The sack pawn is now a lot better because you can sack pawn to Assault Commanders. And Assault Commanders, in addition to having shield walls, so means that any of the shit shots, like, say, power 10 or 12 guns or something, like, you know, shit tech shots, like, say, you're getting shot by, like, uh, Energy Siphon, right? From, like, Rask or the new Kalisa. Those Ugh. can be palmed off to uh, assault commanders who might not necessarily die from the experience. In addition, if you assault commanders are immune to fire and corrosion, which means that now, by extension, your caster can also be immune to fire and corrosion. Oh wow, that's really uh, good. Yeah, yeah. Like you're, if you play into archangels, they cannot shoot you. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, so that, that's a, you know, that's a thing to consider, and probably one of the reasons why I think you'll see a unit of AKs in general, even though, like, Winnegard infantry are actually extremely comparable and also extremely good. So, yeah. 
anyway, yeah, Winter Guard Command, um, it's definitely a lot more efficient. Uh, the Rex slots will take a while to sort out, but that's okay. Um, Jaws of the Wolf is the next, is the probable, like, those are the two top tier ones, I would happy say. The next two tiers, I'll say, are, will, like, uh, Wolves of Winter still and Jaws of the Wolf. Um, I'm dropping Wolves of Winter a tier, frankly, because its primary model didn't really gain anything, which is the Doom Reaver. Um, and now you've got more competitive options elsewhere. Uh, however, I still wouldn't be surprised if we end up shooting Wolves of Winter back up to the top tier because its theme force functionally got better, right? It's more steps involved, but end of the day, your theme benefit is now twice as effective. You can operate double the amount of units. Right? Yeah, it's good. That pretty good. I don't like the lo loss of that, mm, that Nerd Archons is kind of a biggish deal. Um, but I, oh, and the, I guess to a lesser extent, the loss of Butcher 3, uh, Butcher 4, sorry, you basically cannot take him because he was designed to be a requisition slot and he can't be because it's seven points. Like, seven he's, points, yeah. he's, he's way too expensive. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, in addition, like, Apart from that, though, like, Wolves of Winter, however, like, all of its Grey Lords got way better. Um, because the Colden Lords just, all, almost all Grey Lords now just have Battle Wizards, so the Colden Lord obviously needed a new leadership thing. And again, the Colden Lord, one of the, like, most, when you think about it, ridiculous four-point solos even exist, now three points. He's nice. Right? Yeah. He's fucking ridiculous, right? He's, uh, he's, he's, he's such a Giga Chad, right? Like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> now, instead, right, like, he now gives out, like, instead of handing out, like, something lame, he hands out Prowl, right? Which, just put it in perspective, he gives out fucking stealth if you're concealed, yeah, yeah, which basically. is really hard to deal in a list where you get free units that put out clouds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, your light cavalry unit is just permanently concealed, literally for showing up, right? Jesus, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that that will be the part there. So we'll probably be seeing a leaning away from the old style where you're just going to have, like, we'll probably see less Vlad 2 kind of things and more things like, say, Zakova 2 or Malakov 2 even, doing things like, say, discombobulating a unit and then spraying it to death with spray donkeys, which yep, is yep. utterly horrifying when you think about it. Like, it's just yeah, bad. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Like, you'll see more of that, right? And also, Wolves of Winter's, like, jack support is still pretty decent, so if your caster already had Boundless Charge, uh, like, uh, look, like, Sorcerer Zero, I, I wax lyrical about it on my own podcast, so I'm not gonna waste 20 minutes doing it here, but, like, Sorcerer Zero, it might not even work out, but she has a lot of inbuilt synergy with, basically, Wolves of Winter because of the way, like, her abilities stack with theirs. Um... Uh, easy examples, like, she gives out Concealment just in her control range. I just said the Colden Lord basically has Prowl now as a battle plan, so that's auto-stealth for all your Great Lords. She wants Focus. Awesome. Colden Lords can duplicate Forge CS spells because they're Great Lords. Now you can get, like, three extra power-ups for basically that fine. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Man of War are a nice tanky bulkhead to complement nicely with your Doom Reavers, so you can clash both together. Honestly, the main problem I've actually had building lists there is the fact that you feel morally obligated to take Doomies because you want to use that, you know, that uh, theme bonus. <laughs> but yeah, maybe the answer is you actually don't, right? <laughs> um, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the end result is going to look like some kind of horrifying, like, horrifying list of just, like, Sorcia 3 with, like, a unit of Shockies, like, you know, of Demo Core, and maybe a unit of Shockies, and, like, as many Rages as she can fit in. 
and then using oh, the yeah. Colden Lords and Grey Lords, taking the, all the Turnian as free card slots, and just basically, like, you know, getting as much flank for days as you can. <laughs> That'd be yeah, probably exactly. fine. Seems yeah. sweet. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's probably for him to be so nine as well, because that guy's a Chad now. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Turnian, 16 points. The, the Turnian got Battle Wizard, right? Mm hmm. And the, did the Outriders also? Yes. The Outriders much more relevant. Like Turnian, like they're Matt 5. Like, yeah, yeah no, the Outriders. That's awesome, man. So. It's fucking, it's actually extremely strong because if not Wolves of Winter, um, it's actually because of Warrior Old Faith. Because one of the issues there, like, you could play, like, Vlad 3 loved him some spray donkeys, right? Like, they're oh, just yeah. fucking perfect for his feet. But in Wolves of Winter, they didn't have Battle Wizard. Well, we neatly fixed that. Yep, yep, also for sure. Also, by the by as well. They won't get the yep. stealth, but, I mean, I think that's fine. Like, Wolves of Winter, like, Wotoff probably does a little bit of soul-searching, honestly, because his Archons are a little worse, but everything else is also better. So, wouldn't be surprised if you see at least one unit in a lot of Vlad 3 cooks, just because it's just good. Yeah, um, for sure. Five. Hmm. That's sweet, though. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Go ahead. Um, the other list that would basically be in the second tier category, you know, I'll also add Warriors well, of the Old Faith real briefly. It's probably still up there as well, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah, probably. It's just good, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, while we're at it, it's just like, I really can't I mean, I think Flame the Darkness is worse, but it's probably still playable. Well, I'll knock in the next tier over, whatever, we'll do that. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Then we've got, like, um, Jaws of the Wolf. So Jaws of the Wolf, basically, all of its, like, uh, random power choices apart from Old Grim are now, like, insanely cheap. And Jaws, in general, picked up massively from the fact Kyazi Assassins and Eliminators... Well, Eliminators are being better isn't... I mean, Eliminators are cheaper, but it's better for other themes. Kaya's the Assassins, though, being cheaper, and Cossite Woodsman being playable now that they have Backstab. Like, oh, those man, are really big so good. I don't, I don't want to do it. I, I, I've got <laughs> them buried somewhere. I, I've got my min unit. Like, please don't Yeah, make buddy, me. come on. <laughs> Fucking oath. Well, I mean, it actually, <laughs> this is what my life is now. I'm fucking playing Cossite. I'm fucking playing Jaws of the Wolf and Cossite, like, Actually, it was shit talking with one of my friends and telling him one of the best Nettle units now is like Cossite Woodsman because you can take them and work That's off. Funny. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. That's um, amazing. Yeah, they will, they, will, they will, like, those are the things Jaws got. So it got like a better support package for its jacks. And this is probably a good segue to, like, otherwise it's kind of like it's that and Winter Guard Command, which one suits your caster better. Like, yeah. Uh, easy example, like, a lot of Sorcerer 3 builds, instead of building an Armored Core, will build a functionally identical list in Jaws of the Wolf, simply because that theme fixes one of Sorcerer's main weaknesses, which is Pathfinder. She doesn't have Pathfinder in front of Jax, she doesn't have Boundless Charge. Uh, Jaws will neatly Oof. fix both of these problems, right? And yeah. still give you Behemoth, which is a Jack a Sorcerer 3 fucking loves, right? Oh, Still yeah. give you the ability to splash like things like Kayazi Eliminators and Two Point Manhunters and Yuri to supplement your bricky, oh, slow and like derpy mana war going up the table. Yeah. Also, I can tell you from long experience that that forest that you get with Jaws of the Wolf is the perfect place to hide an Alexia behind. <laughs> either, <laughs> either you you basically put it to extend other terrain, like most other good like pieces, or you use it. And you just have Alexia pop up behind and just drop thralls off, and then repo behind it out of line of sight. 
That's beautiful. And now you can actually do it with units. Like instead of just like that being a cool thing you did with your list with eight jacks. Yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. for sure. God, I can't believe Man of War. Two, two point Man of War seems so awesome to me. Like, damn, that is Manhunters? incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, Man, you actually could, Man of War. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, two point Man of War, like, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. No, no. Two point Manhunters is funny because, like, it actually might be coming to the point where you just think of, like, playing Vlad 2 in Jaws just because now you can, well, You've got a lot of things you can feed on now, but I, I yeah, don't think yeah. it's the oh, best. Yeah. On the other hand, I wouldn't be surprised, like, say you play Kozlov in Jaws, because you get the double assassins, you could still take all these cool things. Behemoth is, again, a good jack to put on Kozlov. Because, um, yep. like, re- like, repo threeing that guy is quite hot, right? And oh, then, yeah. yeah, you also then have the two units of max assassins that will do so much damage. Like, Kyazi Assassins under Kozlov, especially when you start using a couple of boundless charges from Sorcerer Zero to get the key ones into the fight, are fucking nuts. Um, oh, yeah, Because, dude. Like, like, under ideal circumstances, they'll be rolling in at power 15 and... One, two, three... Four dice... No, five dice damage. The Jesus. first guy will be at four dice, and then the next guys will all be at five dice against the target. So, to explain nice. how you get that thing... Kozlov's feet adds one die, backstab adds a die, and... Charge. Wait, and charge. Yeah, it was just like, and how do I get the third die? Yeah, and charge. Right? <laughs> but yep. the, 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 the most pedestrian of all ways to get an extra die. <laughs> but yeah, like... And like, that's a, that's a thing. Like, and you can do it in bulk because you basically will feet. And you also will have the support then from your random things like Eliminators and Manhunters. Uh, sorry, and, uh, man, yeah, Manhunters and Yuri. And you'll have, like, Sorcerer Zero being there. And then to support all of that, you have a brick of shit. Like, so many, like... Getting it all to work together will be the challenge, but I am sure there's a, where there's a will, there's a way. Oh, yeah, man. Hmm. I think that, that the list design possibilities are so awesome for Kador. That's why I do, think, I do agree with you. I think they probably came out on top of them at Rhett, and Rhett uh, has a lot to do with their... Uh, I mean, they, they basically got two updates in a row, effectively. Mm, correct. You know, that's what they're saying. And, yeah, I mean, one of the things, like, it's just like, there's got a lot of compensations for losing the ch- Trident, and it probably makes them a better faction in the long run. So we'll see how it all shakes out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean it's quote, like, unquote, as I said, like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, like, it, yeah. it's, it's basically, like, with Kato, it's more of a thing of, like, um, like as I said, like, Kato and Trolls are very similar in that they get a lot more flexibility in archetypes. Um, I feel, and totally. a lot of the thing, yeah, and we'll just be see how it shakes on the wash, and then finally we, I like, I'll go into like uh, Legion still real quick. Um, oh yeah, probably still. Look, honestly, it's going to be better than it's ever been, but like Manowar, Kovnix, uh, sorry, Iron Fang, Kovnix getting a real leadership instead of a duplicate leadership is is nice. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like let down by weirdly of all things the fact that Man of War are better and Winnegard are much better. Um, oh yeah, and like it's still like that theme will probably need a couple of wonky right quest models and some other changes to look in, but that's okay. Like that can be dealt with in the future. And look, as someone who's suffered through Mark II of having to stack up Iron Fangs and run them at like march them through Stormwall covering fires overlapping each other with a Rusk II. 
and do other kinds of fucking oh, nonsense. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with not playing Iron Fangs for a while, right? They can <laughs> right. sit in the Bummer. They have they've done their job. Like, I have a fucking trophy in my house because of that. They like they've earned their retirement. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I, I, I love that list, and I think it's Me such too. a cool like aesthetic on the table. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I hear you. You know. You don't think Pretty the Ulans are good enough, right? The change to the Ulans. Uh, I that never think Ulans are good enough because they still have Lance. Um, I mean, it helps, yeah, right? Like, is, let, let's not let's not joke and pretend that it's going to like be like, oh, this shit. Like, but the main actual problem I find with this change is that uh, Iron Fang Kovnik is the one that has it, and you can't take the Iron Fang Kovnik in Warriors of the Old, Old Fate. If they actually fix that, then I think Ulans would be good. Because then you can mm. run it in the cavalry theme, right? Right, right. <laughs> and you yeah, run yeah. it with the like. Again, are you really running Vlad 3 in Iron Fangs just to get Ulans that are slightly more efficient when you could be running a Vlad 3 in Warriors of the Old Faith and getting all the bonuses you get from that theme? Yeah, yeah. That's simply the the main problem there, right? Like, and that might be fixed in time. Like, they might have a cheeky update where they're like, oh, Warriors of the Old Faith now can take Iron Fang Kovniks. Right, right. No idea why. Yeah, yeah, they, they, followed, they, followed, uh, they followed Vlad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. yeah. Well, pretty I much. It's just like, oh, they... the theme doesn't exist. Yeah. Just, just cut it out. <laughs> I, fucking, I hate crossover uh, themes. <laughs> true. That's fair. Uh, look, I think crossover things done well are good. Like, I actually quite love Warriors of the Old Faith because it's like not a strict upgrade on certain other themes and not a replacement for your own themes and not, right. let's just say, with one faction. The reason it being nerfed is why you have to be sad because you're just like, I just lost a shit ton of like my choices. Like, great, fantastic. Yeah. 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 I do think this is one. I mean, Jess and I have talked about this quite a bit. I think if you take a caster in a crossover, in a cross theme, your caster should only be able to take battle group models of the same faction that is printed on its card. You know, like in Scorn, I think in DOA, that's a lot of the problem too. Not to mean Mm, it's going to be a tangent, but that's fine. But like, no, no, that's fine. The- I mean, it, it it makes sense. I I, I agree and don't. I because I think like for instance, say with Zakova, one of her like Zakova one and two, I don't really like as casters. And one of the functional problems is that their battle groups in Kador just suck. Like, there's no getting around it. They are casters without speed buffs in a faction with speed four jacks designed to be sped up, right? Sure. And the themes that they're played in cannot give them that buff that they were looking for. Um. Within reason, like you know, for instance, like literally, like um, sorry, what was I going to say? Yeah, like for instance, um, you can play Zakova One, for instance, quite happily in say Winnegard, and I've done it before, and that might be a thing you do now because you get at least social zero, social zero, so your battle group isn't just shit. Um, right. but playing her in Flame of the Darkness is a lot better because you can take like you can take Sigmar Jacks or Merc Jacks, which are natively just faster. Which sidesteps that whole issue. Now, I've got other issues with playing Zakova in Flame of the Darkness, but those aren't really pertinent to that particular thing. I do say, though, that it's a thing they were just a bit free with. Like, when you think about it, why exactly is Aurora 2 a mercenary who's somehow found the ability to get Tauros of all yeah. things? Yeah. Like, yeah, let's just say, Aurora 2, like, basically, member of a cult, literally flying Iron Man suit. Goes to Spain, goes to, sorry, not fantasy Spain, and buys a bunch of Spanish tanks. Like, <laughs> oh, and, then, and goes and then sees her, her old mate, obviously, her old mate and best brosef, Magnus the Warlord, 
and buy the mangoes <laughs> from it. Like, yeah, it's what? dumb. Yeah. Oh, and then, oh, and then you know, with her secret cult backing, then goes to Black Anchor Industries and then buys a fucking blockader and gives it to her best new friend, Gatsby Four. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like, yeah, okay. yeah. But, uh, that, that's the kind of thing you're looking at. But on the other hand, like, it's sort of fine. I don't know. Like, it's fine it's when controlled. For, I think it's for yeah, yeah, new, for new is, people. That is yeah. definitely true. Like, when people are just, like, I mean, you're just like, I want to play Kador. It's like, cool, here's your two lists. Flame the Darkness and Warriors of the Old Faith. You're just like, ah. Uh, yeah, cool. Like, here's the thing. It's like, I, I don't really care. They are Kador lists. If anything, I'm just like, I don't see that pairing actually being that great, even though definitely want a Warfare Weekend, right? Yeah. But it's still, like, just like, well, what does that fucking tell you? It's like, okay, my faction is mercenaries. Sorry, yeah, my, exactly. faction, my, new fac- my new faction is minions. My classes are Ragnar. And uh, Gunny too. Yep. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, but so. in Scorn, yeah. in Scorn, like the, everybody, the consensus in Scorn is that the best Scorn beast is a Roadhog. Like that's shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, best, it, best was, it was Scorn beast. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the best the best troll beast for a long time was also either a Roadhog or a Warhog. Yep. So yeah, yeah. it's just not. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. I don't think it's good for the faction. If their own stuff isn't their best stuff, I don't know. Maybe that's just stupid thinking, but no, it's it's, it's fine. I, I mean, it basically will point out a problem in there, and like there should be reasons to run it in your own faction, right? Like buffs you gain integral to being part of it, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, like for instance, uh, think- yeah, like I like for instance, as I said, I like quite like how Warriors of the Old Faith does it because like you get choir on Kettle Jacks, which is crazy, but you don't get that like one say is down- the least egregious of it because you, Yeah, even though on paper when you think about it, it should be the most stupid by far, right? Like yeah. you get choir on like Kador Colossals, which are definitely not designed to be choirable, but no. because of the caster selection they've done and because of the lack of different choices you get, like you don't get say Sorcerer Zero, for instance, or even right. things like Holden Lords or um the character jacks that would like you don't get behemoth with fucking quiet. God, can you think of that? <laughs> Holy oh shit! My God. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you, I mean, here's here's a funny and dumb one. It's like, okay, so guys, remember this is a CID, the quality of life update. That's not the actual name. The actual name is the Black Ivan update. <laughs> Black <laughs> Ivan right. getting dual attack, like. The Black Ivan getting dual attack is actually pretty cool. It kind of makes him into like it gives him the dozer problem. He's like low power and effectiveness. Like he's yeah. low impact, right? He's a power six. He's like less punchy than a destroyer, right? And he's one gunshot. Right. But what you get in exchange is that you literally cannot hide from me. If you exist on the table, he can probably figure out a way to get to you and shoot you in the face. Yeah. Right? It's just yeah. that it's one gunshot. But if you gave him choir and a bunch of men off denial tools. And like sprint from Vlad three, like, and maybe even hand of fate if you're crazy, right? Like, it actually is like this starts becoming very weirdly a problem, and I'm not sure I like it. And then obviously, then you're <laughs> like, okay, we'll take other things that are problems, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. one of the things if you looked at Warriors of the Old Faith, the initial draft of it had you being able to play Paladin Casters. Hence the reason I own a, uh, Durant. Sorry, no, uh, Durst. And, uh, Anson Durst, I think his name? Yeah, right? yep. yeah Durst. All yeah. right. That is not present in the final version, and with extremely good reason, because Durst is oh, extremely yeah, good so. at running Mad Dogs and Berserkers. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, Ugh, yeah I, I don't know. You know, I mean, let's be honest, the first draft of uh, Heart of Darkness had every other caster in it, you know, so... 
Yeah. Oh, those were fun days. Fucking uh, Vlad feeding. Vlad feeding on tor- on howlers was pretty awesome. I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. You it know, like, I just warped, don't... It actually it actually warped my view of Infernals for a while because it was just like, actually, you know what? Being able to summon and activate in turn is kind of okay because this happens. Like, <laughs> but, you're not biased at all. <laughs> I think yeah, pretty much. Strange Bedfellows should have been, you know, I mean, yeah. it's just well, big conversions. Like, why is it a Merc? They, but like you said, why is it a Merc theme? It I should, think be, that's it the should, be, a cri- it should be a Crix. I mean, it's the same complaint as always. It should have been a Crix and Convergence theme, not a Crix and one. Yep. Sorry, Convergence. Yep, exactly. One. Anyway, back to Kador. <laughs> although yes. we have probably rounded out all the questions, uh, all the like things I was going to say. Look, um, yeah, in general, like, um, all of the themes now have basically new tricks and stuff that are kind of actually interesting to play around with. Um, yeah. A lot of the casters will then, by extension, just basically gain stuff because you've got new theme archetypes to play with. And in addition, I want to, I actually will round it out by talking about Jax because we've been talking about them around around them. Sure. So, by and yeah. large, Kador's Jack package... Um, Kador's Jack package has, no- has some notable noticeable changes. Um, the core jacks that you were spamming, which are ma- which were Marauders and Juggernauts, have not changed, right? They're still the baseline anchor. This probably actually means that Juggernauts are even less going to be seen because one of the jacks that also was competing, the Kodiak, is now cheaper. It's at 12 points. And that means that you now have three jacks you're looking at basically running as your baseline war jacks. Kodiaks, Juggernauts, and Marauders, right? Sure. Um, yeah. yeah, in... Uh, in and around that, all of the other, I will say, joining the party as well as the Rager and its new price of nine, which is extremely competitive. And again, that's one to watch oh, for. Yeah. Because, like, if you ever played Mad Dog Spam or Berserker Spam now, you'll notice that they just tend to have a tendency to fall apart, right? Well, Rager's having a shield makes that much less of a thing. And Shield Guard is obviously a, quite a relevant rule. So if you have a way to make that work in bulk, then that suddenly becomes a lot more effective. Um, Yep. Like again, like you just be, are able to take more, and with all the points drops everywhere else, you're able to take more shit around it. That's good. Um, in addition, obviously, like with all other factions, um, the character jacks and higher end jacks tended to come down in price. Um, what this has an effect for Kador is that if you were taking, say, so Kador has this uh, classic list design philosophy, which is basically a list pairing philosophy, I should say. You want to make, effectively, two lists. You want to make a list with a lot of guys in it, and a list with a lot of armor in it, right? The guys list doesn't even necessarily- like, it can be just Winnegard or whatever. It could be Winnegard with rockets, it could be Winnegard Stalingrad, it could be not Winnegard, it could be Ironfangs. It could even be, like, another bricky list, but in a different way, like, say, Wotoff was a common one, because Wotoff- um, if you weren't running it as your quote brickless, Wotoff had like a lot of solos with annoying trigger me Elmo rules and high defense <laughs> and shield guard and bulk, right? Like it was great. Right. Well, now, and then on the other side, you'd either run, frankly, it was either Man of War or it was Vorjax, right? Like I did say that Armored Core is probably the best list in Kador and it might also not see any play because it might be better for you or just the community in general, if you're playing Warjacks instead, just because, you know, things like Death Archons do still exist, right? And, you know, they're just the nature of the game might lean it away from being able to run things like Shock Troopers or, like, Democore in general, despite the buffs they've released. 
or received. Like that's just the nature of how things are. Now, as a result of that, like the because the thing is, like, Cato will always be defined around its fucking excellent warjack package. And yes, I'm gonna say that, Internet. I know that you don't like fucking juggernauts and that they die all the time or whatever. And like, I have no idea what to say to you. And <laughs> like, they're great. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So all of it, all the stuff that coming down in price means that you get more flexible battle groups being integrated. Um, so even if you're having the same amount of warjacks in your lists, they will probably have better rules, or they'll be like flashier versions so instead of just run like for instance i made an armored core list which had like just the old spriggan marauder combo big which is now a lot better because the spriggan has gained a nerf i fucking read this on the internet spriggan gained a nerf it gained flare on its fucking grenade launches i'm like are you fucking ah that's that's nice i mean there is one corner there's one case where it doesn't like it's worse and that's when you're seeing through clouds which doesn't actually matter as much because you now have not only objectives on every scenario yeah, you have the yeah. adjunct at three points like yeah. give me a break yeah, come and on. flare with your dual attacking spriggan now the spriggan is just mat eight mat ten yeah, on the charge for no reason yeah, right like come on and <laughs> what are you god yeah, yeah yeah i mean just like what right the Grolar. Like, I took the Grolar. Like, I have a, I have a Grolar in my Vlad 3, like, Vlad 2 Doom River list, which lived there originally as a meme choice. And then it turns out, like, because it was like, that was the one place I could hand a fate and it sort of fit the list. And then it turns out that Grolar oh, yeah. was actually pretty damn spunky. It did a lot of random work and it was great. And it's now 16. So that's a lot more playable, right? Like, it functionally, it becomes a little yeah. character jack, yeah. Um, oh, I love the Grolar too. Uh, like, I, I always should gain, like, say, shooting gallery or something, a little bit of touch-up, but, like, oh, sure. I'm not going to complain at 16 points, right? Like, it's still a jack no. with a knockdown hammer and a large volume of initials, right? So you can't just is be he, handing out he... things like... Yeah, what, sorry? Is, is he Rat 4 or Rat 5 these days? He's Rat 4. He's just Rat 4. Oh, yeah, he, so he, he should need, get shooting gallery or something. Yeah, yeah, as I said, like, but on the other hand, he also makes D3 plus 2 shots with dual attack. Like, that's yeah, not a small not. amount. It's not like it's not like he gets shooting gallery in D three shots. Like no, <laughs> no, that's true. But yeah. Um. Anyway, so you're um you're going to see more characters in Kaelor list. You're going to have more capacity put them in as well because Behemoth being in Armored Core is like a massive change because that list fucking loves the idea of being able to have because Armored Core is often a shooting list masquerading as a melee list. Like it's a list filled mm. with mana wars with like axe halberds and shields and hammers and shit like that. But at the end of the day, the model that everyone fucking hates in the Man of War list is the tanker. They always hate that guy, yep. <laughs> right? Um, yep. And now what at this point, you get like a very good backstop gun sh- gun platform in the form of Behemoth that often will very much benefit from being able to use um, the Grey Lord adjunct on him. And obviously, at twenty points, is extremely affordable. So, oh yeah, yeah. So you'd be looking at things like that. Like it's it's very feasible to go like, okay, look, instead of like spamming for another Marauder. We're actually getting to the point now where we can look at taking Behemoth instead, right? Upgrading one objects to Behemoth and calling it a day. Um, yep. Going less nine Marauders and more like seven Marauders and Behemoth and more random trash in the process. Um, similar deals with Beast of Nine and Ruin. Ruin not actually changing in points value, but gaining Buckler, making him a very, very good Spriggan. <laughs> like, yeah. um, Beast of Nine dropping to 16 points. So... Beast 9 is probably another one I'll go out because, like, this is how these premium kind of heavies work. If you can get Beast 9 to survive for multiple turns, that fucker does so much work, right? And this is why the cast, the list of casters that sort of ran him, apart from Sorcerer 3, 
or alternately, in that one turn of work, you get the Sorcerer 3 approach. That one turn of work he does get, he just fucking cleans house, right? Uh, Sorcerer, the Behemoth, I'm oh, sorry, Beast 09 instead, right? If you're able to get him to, uh, at 16 points, though, you can still, like, you don't have to do, like, twice the work that you used to do of, like, twice the work of a Marauder, right? You can do, like, right. one and a bit times. And also, you still gain all of his bonus rules that he likes, notably Reach and Thresher, and kill casters on demand. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah. <laughs> so, you'll be getting yeah, that. Um, the third, the f- like, um, a lot of the, there's a lot of other nice changes as well, like, demol- like um, Decimators gaining knockdown on their gunshot is one I haven't fully processed yet, because they're still very yeah, difficult, awesome. Jack, to actually use, being only speed 4, range 10, but that's, like, a neat way to solve that thing. I actually would have preferred, initially, that they had a higher range, but not, like, the same things, but literally, like, range 12 or something. This is... Much higher testosterone a change. <laughs> it's like no, it's still going to be low range, but you're going to fuck some guy up in the face with that gunshot. That thing is a revolver cannon, damn it. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, the third and fourth changes, I'll say, like, and like again, like the Spriggan getting flare is massive. Like that thing is now like so insane. Like it fixes the one problem the Spriggan had, which is a low mat, and it just means that now you're just. It printing money in so many lists. Like Spriggan's in Spriggan's in Winnegar Command probably become a mainstay again because one, you have artillery captains everywhere anyway. So you can use artillerist flares a lot just to get like yeah. if you're scattering onto stealth models, even if they're out of the 10-inch range of the Spriggan, you can still do so because you can reroll the direction deviation. And two, right. Like, Winnegard in general just fucking love Flare on account of the fact that, like, now you don't have to do Jojo boosts as much. Like, think about this, right? If you have a Winnegard artillery captain and a Spriggan, you have plus three rat on your gunshot without having to use Joe, which means that you can take more rockets and benefit more from them, right? They're not hitting at rat, rat five anymore and just trying to use Vlad, Vlad one to compensate for your ineptitude. No, you're hitting at rat eight and you're using <laughs> Vlad one to compensate for your bad skill at rolling poor. Like, you know, you roll a four and you still hit a depth 12 heavy. That's fucking good. As opposed yeah, to you roll a awesome. seven and you only just hit a depth 12 heavy. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, and the Damn. final change is the final, and all of this is like theme independent, of course. So this has to like be apart from the character changes, but all of this is theme independent. So it actually has to be rolled into like how you look at a lot of these lists. Um, again, maybe we don't play Man of War despite being some of the most cheapest shit ever because, like, you're just like, well, I have a better Jackal hook I like, and I don't really want to play Jackson Man of War because then, well, yeah, the opponent has to drop the brick cracker, and then at that point you feel like you've just wasted a list slot. Um, anyway, the final change that I'll go into, speaking of armor, is the Demolition Devastator change. They did not change in points, but basically their armored shell ability becomes a thing where it does not go away if they use their, quote, shoulder weapons, which in the Devastator's quote case means it can use Reign of Death, and the Demolisher's Rain case means death? it can use its two guns. Yeah. Um, Dope. I fucking love Devastators. Demolishers I do not love, but that's because they've been basically shit whenever they've existed. Um, actually, the, the Demolisher was alright for a bit of Mark II, but then the change in Mark III to how Gunfighter worked kind of killed it, and their guns are not great in general. But this is one interesting way to fix it. Um, this change has a lot of roll-on effects. Like, you can actually see three to four Demolisher Devastator Cooks going live, right? Because basically, 
all of the devastators that aren't just being scenario like the way a devastator works in Kador, right? At least the way I tend to use it is that you use it to run at models that base like it's basically an anti-gun line tool and oftentimes an anti uh melee heavy like how do I put it? It's like a bait piece, right? Obviously, but it's also a great piece against things like say Relis Interceptors, Tridents, and other battle engines or even Colossals that can kill mm. most heavies at range. Like you can run a Devastator at Adjudicator and it will probably not and it it won't die at range, right? Like it might be crippled and it might die because the Adjudicator shoots it and then it gets charged by some shit, right? But it won't die just to the Adjudicator shooting it. And if your caster is able to pump that thing's numbers up, right? Because your caster has gives it flank or is Kozlov and thus gives it Gangfighter and Fury and maybe an extra die on feet, right? If your caster has yeah. anything like that, it re it changes the dynamic of how the Devastator works, right? Yeah. All of it's that, a big deal. It, it's a huge deal. Like that's how Devastators used to work in the past, right? That all doesn't really change. They can still do that. What does change now is you can run multiples of them, box in targets. And then the devastators that don't open up to punch or do things still contribute by <laughs> basically blowing up, right? Because they can just yep. keep exploding forever, right? Um, rain and ROD'ing all over the place. It, it's um, it's a better one if you're looking at taking devastators in bulk. So, like, you, you can easily see a hook of, like, say, Kozlov with Beasto 9 and, like, or Behemoth and, like, three devastators. And maybe like one final support jack that Sorcia Zero is running, or if we even look at it, we could reverse this. We could take like say a Sorcia Three list with like two Devastators and X number of Rages you can take, right? And yep. you're basically using deliver and also like one delivery jack. And this way, you can still have your Devastators do their scenario contesting nonsense they do all the time while still putting damage in. And it means that also if you have multiple Devastators to converge on a target, right? You're not just like so. One of the problems is if I've mentioned scenario, look, a devastator probably even with flank doesn't kill a, you know, a full health judicator like unless you're really good at dice, right? So therefore, great right. at the game. <laughs> However, <laughs> like so, you like you throw two devastators at it, and then the metal player is happy because their judicator probably killed something on the approach and is pretty cheap anyway for what the work it does, and it's just like, well, oh, I'm yeah. still happy, and now you've lost two warjacks because they've opened up. Right now, right. it's a case of you can still have the second guy go in and just ROD or some shit. Right? <laughs> Maybe yeah. that gets it the tiny bit of the way down. Maybe you just don't even bother, or you just ROD on some stuff in front. Um, but this way, you're still doing damage and you're still rolling the game forward. So the demolisher existing now changes this a bit. You can actually like you can take above mentioned scenario, and in some magical world where the metal player forgets that he can do anti shooting, or maybe you're playing against Rhett or something like that. You could possibly have the de demolisher and then support it with gunshots. Um, it's a it's interesting one to consider. Um, I think it certainly broadens the amount of models that you the, look. I think this is the one with the one change, the secret change that will tilt non cadal players the most because they'll have to fucking put up with it. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, like I mean, to... yeah. Sorry. No, no. I was just gonna ask that that butcher three four devastator list. That was at the world, the WTC in Mark II. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, it was, yeah, like that can, you know, like now they don't even have to fucking open. And like all of those four devastators, I think that list still ran ruin. So you know who the actual threat was. But it's yeah, like you yeah, still got to deal right. with these pieces of shit that are blowing up on you every turn. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the, the butcher could kill anything he touches. Energizer can yeah, speed yeah. him up. I think that was probably well, obnoxious. Probably. Definitely. So, and here, here's the thing is like, yeah, great. Like, so you deal with that, you deal with ruin, then you got butcher to deal with. And you still have yeah. a fully functional list ideally behind it. Um, you can do right. similar things with other casters, like say, as I said, Kozlov is a big one. Sorcerer of three as well can do it as well. Yeah. So, Anyway, yeah, that was a very long thing talking about a model who basically is like a walking fucking brick on legs. But I mean, it's <laughs> one of the tech pieces. It is, it is a legitimate tech piece you have in Kador. And look, honestly, that buff is extremely strong and probably not talked about for its full implications beyond like, I guess I get the armor 23. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah. All right. So I think we'll uh, head into the, our final uh, quick topic here. If you don't mind? Yes, quick. Ah, <laughs> uh, being good cast. But it's just like, yeah, this has been quick. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's fuck already. Hey, man, it's, it's been a good time, so. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, we could go for another two hours if you want to. That's fine. Yeah, we could talk forever. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, uh, yep, fair enough. I'll tentatively uh, say no in the, yeah, in the interest of, otherwise we will probably be talking for not two more hours. We'll be talking a long-ass time. Anyway, yes, yeah, gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but so yesterday, um, I mean, we have we asked Tom to, to rank the top three casters in the faction, but he just kind of put all the fact all the casters in the faction in their t- whatever tier he thought they were in, like the most yeah. competitive, like that. So if you want to do either one of those, it's fine. Top three casters are like, hey, these guys are the, the meta drivers in the faction, and these guys are less viable and things like that. Whatever you want to do. Okay, sure. Um. So I'm going to give the, the boring answer, which is that Kador is a pretty flat bench and like you have like a couple of standouts, right? And they sort of rotate depending on meta. Um, yep. Right? So that's the first answer I'll give is like, so like you're looking at like, again, like Vlad 2 is sort of widely considered the top caster and it's not necessarily because of like raw strength, but because of strength plus flexibility. Yeah. Like, um, and then whatever casters support. But remember that sort of two list archetype thing of how Kador tends to work, right? You kind of want to cast it to support the first list as well as the second, hence why casters like, say, Erusk 2 or even Strakov 2 are worse because the list that they were supporting was Wolves of Winter and they weren't really the cutout for that. And it's also why, say, Vlad 1 fell off because the list he wanted to run, Windergard Command, just wasn't as meta viable as it possibly is right now, right? Sure. Similar thing actually with Old Witch 2. Aldwich 2 used to be big because she was like the other caster you ran Doom Reavers with. And when Infernals came out and you had a bunch of Tormentors who are literally immune to everything Aldwich 2 can throw at them and they have no guns that care about Windstorm, it's like well, that caster fell away for that reason. <laughs> Similar problem with Social 1. Like you have a fucking dickhead on a horse who counters your feet. You're just like, well, and your best spell. Like, well, fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So I'll say, I'll, I'll say the obvious standouts, and then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try and group this. Let's see. All right, we'll go with, um, we'll start things off with, like, the obvious standouts, right? Because Kato sure. as a faction has, like, a couple of bottom tier-ish choices, right? I have gone into a couple, like, I've gone into a few of them in general, <laughs> so, but I would say, I would just give you a, de- a definitive list. Uh, my picks would be Butcher 2, Harkovich 1, Old Witch 1, and I'm probably going to still say Sorcia 2, right? There are reasons to play all four of those casters, um, and they still can definitely do random shit, but end of the day... Oh, and Erusk 1 as well, that's it. Erusk 1, oh, right? Kill us, man. Oh, <laughs> damn. 
Dude, you got, I got, like, you insulted me, I'm going to tilt you guys back. But here's the thing, it's like, my, <laughs> the main reason Too why shit. is that a lot, of the, a lot of those casters, either the stuff they do is less interesting than what other people can do, less flexible, or it's just not, like, they are just dated, like, how they work, right? So, like, all which one, very yeah. playable, and, like, fucking Scrapjack can definitely go Weed Whacker's way with Boundless Charge through a bunch of shit, right? But her spell list hasn't really been updated from Mark 1, and Iron Flesh is definitely not what the spell she wants. Similar problem actually with Sorcerer 2. She wants something like Arcane Ward instead of Iron Flesh to make her, like, really synergize with her army, and she doesn't right. have that. And her feet is still a death, like, still, feet is a suicide pact, right? Yep. <laughs> Either you're dying or yeah. I'm dying. There is no, exactly. there is the no feeding. <laughs> it's impossible to feed for attrition, right? Like, you cannot no. feed for attrition with Sorcerer 1. Sorcerer 2, unless you're playing into a Butcher 1 gun lot. No, Butcher 1 jack spam, <laughs> I think, right? So, yeah. Um, and I could simply, like, Harkovich, boring. Erusk 1, kind of superseded by other casters. Um, and his feet need some updating. And what was the other one yep. I listed? Butcher 2. Right? Butcher one, two butcher. Still, yeah, Butcher 2. That was the last one. Butcher 2, still the end of the day poor version of other butchers, right? Um, definitely subsumed a lot by Butcher 3, especially because Butcher 3 now has fucking extra jack points to play around with. And even other like other similarly beefy casters like, say, Kozlov, Sorcerer 3, and fuck, I even throw an Old Witch 2 there as well. Anyway, so you got those I'd say are the bottom tier picks. And again, you still can just run them, especially for Brawl Machine and like fun tournaments and shit like that. Like, who cares, right? You can still do it. Sure. So, the obvious topish tierish ones, right, are Vlad 2, Erusk 2, Vlad 1, and Butcher 3. Throw Kozlov and Karchev. We'll throw both in Kozlov and Karchev. And then finally, as the outside pick, because of the way he works in Warriors, the nah, well, possibly Vlad 3 as well. So Vlad 2 is at the top nice. of the pile for the time being-ish, because he's just done everything, and the themes he works are the themes that are currently good, like before it was Wills of Winter, now it's Man of War. There is actually going to be a world, perhaps, where Vlad 2 falls off, though, because you're like, I don't want to play my Man of War list, right? And at that yeah. point, well, that's okay, right? Erust 2 is the opposite end of the equation because he's much better with dude spam and things that he can cast battle lost on, right? Which are now a lot better in Winter Guard Command. Um, still have to be careful, though, of, like, the fact that, you know, you can't quite run the same dude spam as you used to. And, you know, still things like trains and tonks and stuff like that do exist in the game, right? So it's not like, you know, you get a free pass just because Void Archons are probably going to be less prevalent. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, what uh, yeah. Other ones? yeah. So... You're telling me that Prios 3 is not the best caster in Kator? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> no, Prios 3 is the it, it, hot take. Prios 3 is the best caster in Menoth. Oh, okay, fair enough. Oh, well, that's cool. Three, you know what? Actually, Kreos, like I, because Wojtov is a little weaker, but you still can take Prios 3. I haven't really figured out what my thoughts are in the final, like, because he didn't get that much better, but like, so Creos 3, for anyone who's wondering why I'm saying Creos 3 is possibly the best caster, is because Creos 3 actually has a caster attachment. It's a pretty good one. It's called Fire of Salvation. And Fire of Salvation <laughs> still is the best melee heavy in the game. Jackal yeah. Beast does not matter. That thing is 
fucking ridiculous and is one point cheaper for no reason. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's literally a Menoth Archon in a Warjack form right. with, re- with a Crusader power and real dice. Like, it's, it's actually bonkers. Yep. So yeah, and then and Krios three also does a very different kind of game plan. Like Vlad three has issues killing heavies unless he powers up, right? Which often requires your opponent to give you stuff to eat, right? Right, right. But right. by extension, he is extremely good at scything through guys, right? Especially if they're good enough to kill, and they're not things like retribution, like um, Ass, right? Krios yep. three is the opposite. He's not the best at killing infantry, although he can hodgepodge some plans together with things like, say, uh. What are we going to call them? Um, crevasses and just punching and just being able to trade well. But he is one extremely unkillable. Arcane Ward on him plus Menoth in uh, Menoth invulnerabilities in general means that he is a cavalry model who can pick his. He has reposition. He is going to have shield guards everywhere, and you cannot cast spells at him. In addition, his melee output is very strong like it's usually frequently rolling in at power 18 power 20 or whatever it ends up doing so Krios can play a game of killing one of your heavies especially a heavy you send to kill one of his things and fucking off right and doing that all game and yep. being an obnoxious to kill prick in the entire thing <laughs> i i'll put him in my second category then <laughs> sure 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 yeah. that was a joke oh, yeah. that's fine <laughs> Uh, like I have a very nicely painted. I have a very nicely painted Chris three, and I fucking love nice. that dude. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, converted as he's well. Like, to be a kid. Yeah. No, he's he's actually he's a lot of fun to play as well. So yeah. Then don't. we've got so we got the two big three big infantry casters: Lad one, Eros two, and Vlad two. Right, and they sort of have this weird triangle of things they are doing covering and what ways they do so. Um. In addition to that, we'll have the two predominantly Jack and Infantry casters, even though one of them is also an Infantry caster, and that's Kozlov. Uh, honestly, Kozlov probably is one of the best, but he's also tricky to put in because he is focus six. There's this massive draw card, right? I'm sorry, his massive draw back, right? Yeah. His draw card is he just will kill whatever he wants, right? And right. he has oh, some yeah. flexible tools. But his drawback is that he also is focus six and, like, sometimes has to spend... And that makes his like late games a lot more awkward than they feel like they should be, right? Um, so that's the thing, though. Is like uh, he, he's like, for instance, a great fan of the Kayazi change. Like that's probably his favorite. Like him, Underboss Viscoya, Double Eliminators, Four Maximus Assassins, a bunch of Jacks. He's probably good to go. Um, we'll see how that particular shakes out. And finally, just Karchev One and by extension Karchev Two. Like Karchev still probably is the Jack King. Um, Butcher 3 can give him a run for his money because he's Butcher 3, and Butcher 3 obviously yep. has more consistent personal output, but like between the two of them, it's obviously going to be a mix of who's better. And God, come I, down wanted to like... have t- I wanted him to have toe back so bad. <laughs> oh, oh, well. Dude, seriously. I mean, look, do you want me to go the fucking the photo I did at War Machine Weekend where I have like now two thumbs up instead of just the one? Um. Yeah, like, Karchev 1 or Butcher 3 are both models that very much love the Death Archon, and in Butcher 3's case, he also very much loves Alexia 1, so those are things I would say to consider there. And Butcher 3 also has always had the caveat where you can sort of just go like a fuck everything I'm playing Butcher list, like your yeah. list is just designed to deliver Butcher, 
For those I'd say, between those five ones, I would probably, well, what did I say? I think I actually put six. Butcher 3, Karchev, Vlad 1, Vlad 2, Erosk 2, and... Kozlov. Kozlov. Kozlov, there we go. Yeah, yeah. So that's six of those casters. Like, you don't have to have one of them in your top picks, but they would be my, like, top six in that weird kind of rotation. Sure, and sure. it's not that they'd be top yeah. six in the sense that they are the best you must play this. It's the top six is like they're the kind of most obvious ones to play and they yeah. have the most easiest to unlock nonsense, right? Like, sure. end of the day, it's kind of easy to figure out how Butcher... Like, his integral game plan of how he kills your army or kill, does his turn is going to be kind of, like, is like tricky and technical to execute properly. But you kind of know where things are going when the guy with the axe gets boundless charge and you're within about 15 <laughs> yeah. inches of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah, can yeah. figure out where this is going. <laughs> Not a big man, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, uh. yeah, exactly. So then we get into the next category, which is the um, technical best casters, right? These ones are, like, the ones which actually have a lot of things to unlock. I actually say, like, someone would probably n ask why Old Witch isn't in the first category, and I gotta be honest, like, I never really liked Old Witch, but also the Windstorm change really hurts her. Like, yeah, big time. Yeah, massively so. Like, may much more, I think, than actually Kruger too. Anyway, yeah, so I'm sure. probably dropping... I, I also kind of, like, I fucking don't like a caster that is so fucking magnetic to dying, even more so than Kozlov, because of just how fat she is. Right, no, she exactly. She will find... You'll find a way to die to a fucking, oh god, what was it? A blind walker, because god knows I've had that happen. <laughs> right? Like, alright, so those, of this tier, of this tier, this is the ones that I think are actually the most interesting to do lists for now, right? Um, in first impressions, uh, Sorcerer 1, Sorcerer 3, Malakov, uh, Drakov 1, possibly Strakov 2 as well, and Zakova 2. Right? Sweet. Nice. Um, cool. If we want, we'll also throw Vlad 3 and Krios 3 in here because, like, they're really good casters, but they're also basically mono theming. Yeah, right? yeah. And yeah. I, have no, I have no idea how that theme's going to shake out in, like, whether you play Wotov or not, right? Because you just might not need it, or you might need it, but now it's just going to be literally, you know, ponies for days, right? Yep. Like, we go, like, four max units of cabs somehow and call it, like, we go. Fuck, I kind of want to try to put that together now while we're doing this. <laughs> but yeah, so like, that, that's like the reasons why I'll list them in this capacity, even though they're obviously very strong guys they are right. So, Social 1, Social, Social 1 and Malakov 2 are kind of similar, right? They're basically going to be out of the box a little bit. Like, they're not going to have the raw numbers, but they're just going to have some wacky nonsense, and you will often die to them, right? Like, sure. it's just how they work. Like, People have been dying to Social 1 since literally War Machine was invented, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that's just, yeah. She's the best. Yeah. She is the best at doing it. It is literally, she, like, Wolverine may be the best at stabbing people. She's the best at fucking freezing you and killing you from downtown, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. that's it. That is your wheelhouse for Sorcia, right? Yeah. So, as a result yeah. of that, like, what exact flavor you die of and how will change. Like, she's fucking loving life, like, she is, like, loving life with the Thamorite Archon change, because that was always one of the power models she liked abusing. Um, yeah, there's oh, yeah. going to be a lot of other things of basically, like, how exactly you go about doing it, but there's some catches here, too. Malakov 2 is the most interesting in terms of... I'm going to say most interesting in terms of how to best build a list. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll take that back, because obviously the answer there is Sorcerer 3. 
Malakoff 2 is, however, <laughs> like, how do you best unlock Discombobulate, right? Because it's yeah, obviously yeah, an insane... Yeah. Like, when you think about it, it's basically a two-focus spell that... Two-focus spell that gives a model that started its activation or it was at any point in its activation within five inches of Malakov, an additional die of damage and an additional die plus two to hit. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Crazy. <laughs> what? Well, it can, be, yeah. it can be worse too, right? Because if, if they have a shield, it's effectively minus four armor because you turn the shield yes. or minus if two armor shield. shield if they have shield wall, they're just completely owned. Like, if they oh, yeah. have... Um, yeah, yeah, like there's a lot of things that obviously can go wrong, right? Like that that will be one of those ones of just like there, how do we best deal with this thing? Like how do we exploit it, right? Um I'm not hundred percent sure. Like I think the I know the easy answer, which is obviously Winner Guard, but I like there's gonna be a lot of random things people will die to as a result of Malakov 2. And yeah. honestly, it's possibly like the best answer might be him in Infernals, and that's also okay. Um but I also wouldn't be surprised if it's like a different cheeses you get with Kador as well. Um, and the other thing to think of as well is that there's also native models with backstab. Like again, eliminated Kayazi still exists, right? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. if anything, if anything, I actually don't mind the idea of not cr like not crutching on too hard his plan of landing the discombobulate because you have some other sources of backstab as well. Exactly. Yeah. That one will be a hard one to judge, right? Like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if you get some Malakov 2 cooks in Winnegard Command, which are basically just, like, the one unit of riflemen with rockets, right? Which yeah. is specifically are the only beneficiaries of this, because the rest of it is going to be warjacks and stuff like that, and random solos in the periphery. But sure. yeah. Um, where was the other one? Strakov 1 is the opposite. He's going to be the one that's going to be the one you unlock jack packages with. Because Strakov 1 has always been the flexi caster who will kill you somehow by getting a superiority of overrunning what the fuck onto your face. Now, Strakov <laughs> yeah, 1 has yeah. always been one of the best casters of both Victors and Behemoths. Right? Victors because they're a good solid firebase and they're one of the best targets to put Sentry on, his spell, which allows them to shoot Right. Free, yep. right, and any shot by that giant flaming AOE is bad. Like that will yeah. literally by itself win some matchups, especially now where we have more dudes. Uh, yep. Behemoth, of course, like Behemoth was just the ultimate playmaker for him, right? Uh, because Behemoth was the most reliable way to trigger overrun. You could use Behemoth to get overrun himself, um, to get him mm. onto some caster. Unlike a colossal, like you can't overrun a victor, but you can overrun use overrun to move Behemoth. And you'll right. be quite okay with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Strakov 1 will never compete with Karchev or Kozlov or even, um, oh God, like, even Harkovich to a lesser degree on, like, the raw jack efficiency sort of standpoint, because he's always going to take one jack and get it to wherever he wants. Uh, Sorcerer 3, that'd be the more, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not fuck, fuck off, Harkovich. Fuck you. <laughs> like, Sorcerer 3, Karchev, Kozlov. Even Vlad won to another extent. Like, they'll all do the numbers game better than him, but he'll do the, like, janky plays and murdering you and fighting and getting, like, stuff done play. And all of the jack changes all just play into what he likes, right? So, the dream with Strakov 1 is that he'll be able to play for scenario while, so, the game while also not having defeat to kill your caster. And that's what we ideally like to look at from this update. We'll see how it goes, though. Um, sure. Yeah, the final ones, which one did I list? Uh, Zakova 2 and Strakov 2. So Zakova 2, 
look, let's be real. I did say that Wolves of Winter didn't change much apart from Grey Lords, but the Grey Lords all got significantly better. Yeah. He does Good love sure. some really better. She yeah. does love some spray donkeys, and she yeah. herself. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's going to be a lot of things going on with that. I um. She also gets another interesting change in that she gets the ability to take Thamorite advocates, which uh give her like both oh, they man. they counter fatal model. Cool. Honestly, I actually think the change for the Thamorite advocate is horrible for everyone, except specifically, obviously, Zakova and Fiona. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which is like, which is, which is, it's like about as thamorite a thing as can happen. It is literally fuck everyone else, right? I'm getting my own, right? Yeah, and I'm going to exactly. use, and it's the thing. It's like, why did Thamar give the gift of magic to human to like to humans? It's so that they could get good enough to fucking deal with the infernos, infernals, right? And if you're not good enough to deal yeah. with that, we'll suck shit, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's a you problem of you being bad, not a me yeah. problem of me not giving you the chance to be good, right? Yeah, <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks that you're so bad at this game, or kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like that's and like Zakova. Like I, I'm not gonna say something madness like, oh, maybe she'll actually be able to be played in Flames of the Darkness, like I wanted to, right? But it is still going to be one of those things that, like, at some, there's probably going to be some ways of her to go through. And the fact that she has 27 jack points, that's huge, right? Because she was oh, yeah. massively feeling those two gimps that she runs around with. They literally were dragging her down a lot in points values, even in that, like, weirdish way, yeah. Like, it shouldn't seem to matter, like, three jack points, but it really does. Especially for, a, like, a castle like Zakova running as tight as she often does on, like, points. So, yeah. Sure. Um, and then final one, what did I, final one I went to was, uh, well, uh, you know what, there's, two. sorry? Strack Strack two. two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Sorcerer 3, like, we've literally talked at length about it, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Strack yeah, yeah, 2 yeah. is a great caster who is, he's a extreme, he's Kador's best Flames in the Dark caster. You'll notice oh. a slight problem I just mentioned there. He does not <laughs> yeah. play Flames in the Dark. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> But uh, that's his issue, right? Like, he actually would be one of the best A-tier casters in Flame of the Darkness, because he'd be like a version of Striker 1, who also can do cool things, right? Like, you're Dude. not just running Samurai or, Menor uh, or Moro and Archons in people's faces and feeding on them and then waiting for your opponent to die of old age. No, you're doing things like <laughs> last standing. You're last standing things like, say, um, Legion of Lost Souls. You'd be doing things like using Quicken, right? Like, you've got actually a better Jack staple because, again, Strackle, uh, Strackle 2's Jack Kidges aren't the best. You'd be getting, you'd be allowing things like Gabriel to basically not have to do Battle Plan Tough because you'd be right. giving it out yourself. It'd be things like this, right? Now, you could still unlock these things. I'm, we've always entertained the notion that Strackle 2 probably can play in Winter Guard Command, and I don't know if I'm ready to go that far yet, but sure. we'll see. Um, either way, though, it's certainly an interesting time for him, and I think he'll be one to watch. Yeah. And then what do the rest of... Winter yeah. Guard go to POW 12 with Strength of Bear, right? Uh, yeah, best Strength is about POW 12. And Assault Commanders Pound actually go to Strength uh, 15, which is the more relevant one. Oh my god. Last yeah, stand like those boys, POW 15, sir. Well, exactly, yeah. You now actually have a unit to last stand, right? Like... Oh, and the other man. problem, right, is you last stand in Windegard Infantry, and what do you think their mat used to be? Five. Five. Correct. Right? Like, even with last stand, like, you're literally using last stand at that point as a hit buff. 
Yep. Congratulations. <laughs> Good job. Enjoy nice yourself. Thing. Good job. Good <laughs> <Yeah>. job. <laughs> you, you like, it. Yeah, it's just like, you've win. Congratulations, sir. <laughs> 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 so I think that's it. I've like, fuck, I, I need a drink at some point. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, man. Hey. But yeah, like, well, uh, as you can see, like, so I basically listed, all right, my top three casters, and I gave you uh, uh, 12 picks. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. four to one blight, four to one blight on scope creep, right? <laughs> good job, us. We did it, Brendan. Right? We did it. That's funny, man. But yeah, like, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot to be said for this. Um, I think, uh, in general for Kato, like a lot of it will be unlocking the new themes and just dicking around with the casters and seeing what feels good. And then, of course, going back to Vlad too, like the battered housewife I am. I mean, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, yep. man. But with the new different cheeses and friends you've met along the way. But yeah, it's, um, I think, personally speaking, um, like, I, I would say, as, like, um, if you didn't have the answer to before, you 100% can definitely counter basically anything with Kador now. Like, previously, like, Kador always had that strong part of its faction identity where you could basically make answers to almost anything. Well, now you doubly can do that. Um, right. You always have, like, some weird tools because of just the length and breadth of the faction, and your caster bench being quite deep. The... Here, the trick is, and like obviously, Karchip 2 coming out in the future is just going to add even more to that. Like, even if he is, like, he probably should be a worse version of what he was previously released because Jesus Christ, oh, but yeah. you Ugh. will see, like, he will still add another dynamic because he'll actually add the true Jack Brick to that dynamic as well. Because Karchip 1's Jack Brick is a punch you in the face warpath Jack Brick, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas a Karchev 2-1 will probably force people to quit the game because they, they will die of old age, except that unlike Strakov, uh, unlike Striker <laughs> 1 doing this plan, Karchev will also kill you randomly. Yep, yep. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. so and he'll kill all of you. He'll, he'll force you to die of old age while killing your entire army with, like, abattoirs and shit like that. And, yep. like, a Beast <laughs> 9 with armor 24 with a death arc on behind it. Like, it'll be great. <laughs> For, oh, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well hey thanks uh we really appreciate you coming on um i mean shoot we've been going at it for two and a half hours it has not felt Holy like that at all i really oh, enjoyed jesus it. christ yeah yeah it's been good fun <laughs> i mean like i literally i'm only noticing the time because i'm just like fuck i need some water or something like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly like i'm uh, sure we yeah, got so a anyways. cast out of that somehow like i'm oh, sure that that's gonna be yeah no, no, we'll but just yeah, cut yeah. it. We'll cut it and post it. It's it's good to go. So. Wow, yeah, beautiful. Go. Yeah. Sweet. No, thank no, you guys we, uh, for having we, me on. We super appreciate it, man. It's it's a lot of fun yeah. talking with people that aren't from here. So, <laughs> so <laughs> you know, you got you guys definitely have like a different uh, perspective, I guess, <laughs> than most Americans do. And I think that Steve and I, oh well, we're we're both Europeans. Uh, you know, I might not sound like it, but I was born over there. But anyway, uh, we just have a weird. We just don't think like like our peers do here. You know, we have like no. a weird Aussie like mindset. I guess I don't know. So you know, yeah, so, so we're uh, we're technically Dutchmen, but we were raised here in America, so that we have a, yeah, yeah. like a European attitude on on life and stuff, which is quite different. And I think it. I don't know if it exactly correlates to your Aussie uh, lifestyle, either, but we we definitely uh, feel a, a lot of kinship with how you guys. Your general attitude and stuff. So, 
Yep. That's good to hear. Like, uh, for what it's worth, I would say Dutch is probably the more operative word than European because Europe does sort of include places like the UK. Sorry, guys. Like, look, 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 look. It's Australia versus the UK. This is just nope, how it's it is meant to be. Yep. Yeah. Look, look, honestly, I'll, I'll just be blunt. Like, yeah, so you could get into a negative spiral about the fact you didn't get the updates you exactly wanted and that blah, 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 blah. Oh, the world. <laughs> first things first, right? I'm going to fucking just say it out there, right? Even though it's the end of this podcast. I don't give a fuck, right? If another faction got better side grades and stuff. That does not matter. For one, they have to actually be using said side grades. And oftentimes they'll won't, right? Either because they themselves are thinking the exact same way you are or because of how the realities of the situation are, right? Like, you know, oh, uh, yeah, why didn't I play the fucking cheapest shit Iron Fangs? It's like, I don't know, because maybe I have other choices that are also good, right? Yep, yep. Exactly. Yeah, just, like, get over that. Like, it's not helpful, it's not healthy, just, it's fine, right? No. Uh, the second no. thing is that, look, as I said, actually, on my cast, Dark Guidance, um, <laughs> where do we have it? I was going to pull up the, uh, anyway, I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll say what I was meaning to say first. Look, as we said on Dark Guidance, right, the lists that are going to win the Warfare Weekend, which is the, uh, the that's a, the next tournament, right? Yeah. And then the one, the one after that would be LVO, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, good. good. I want you guys in the community to take a look at what random trash lists win LVO, right? And then also at what lists then win the LVO. So... Sorry, I then LVO, yeah. right? Like, yeah. there will be, like, I, there's going to be, like, you're going to see a massive correlation of difference of just, like, what is actually going to be there because as people figure out the meta and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And these kind of updates, this is the nature of these things. Like, believe it or not, Mad Dog Spam was always in Mark Three at the start of Mark Three, but most people didn't catch on to it until basically a while later on account of just, like, trying out new things and also not having enough time to basically put it together and try it. And, like, obviously, once it was there, oh, it seems obvious you just play Mad Dogs with that. But believe me, I played a lot of different Mad Dog spam to try and work out which caster was the best, right? Sure. And why, specifically, they made the changes I did. Yeah, obviously, no one's going to appreciate that, right? Like, no, it's just no. like, no one cares about the detailed intricacies of how did you make your Mad Dogs more oppressive. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> that's funny. It's just like, but, you know, that's how the nature of list development can work. And you'll see it this day. So, look, in, like, a few months' time, when it basically turns out that Sorcerer 3 Rage of Spam is going to be all the rage, and then we're going to have a glitch of, like, why didn't we see this coming, right? And, like, first of all, one, people will deal with it. Two, the med like, the game company knows that these kind of things happen and is ready for it. And three, look, we're going to just basically have, like, the, count the entire list framework is going to shake up in its own way. Like, game design in general is, going to is always more of an art than a science. Like, you want to know what the most perfectly balanced game is, right? With chess. its own extremely... No, be even more balanced than chess. Chess has, like, a fucking... Chess is extremely unbalanced. It's basically a coin flip. Do you get white or black? Yeah, fair enough. If you're, yeah, exactly. And then you're playing black to stalemate your opponent, not white to win. Right? No, the mm -hmm. best balanced game with its own fucking ridiculous meta is Scissors Paper Rock. Okay. I'm Luke Rock. I'm Cheese Rock. That's my, that's my choice. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's scissors. Yeah, and like, okay, great. And they're like, what is the meta of scissors, paper, rock? It's like, well, you do the Simpsons, right? Literally, a lot of people go, good old rock, nothing beats rock. Okay. <laughs> so the yeah, opening of paper, the opening of scissors is often extremely weak, right? <laughs> That's a funny allegory. Yeah. That's oh, funny, man. man. Like, like, learning that one blew my mind. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But hey, we should really, uh, we talked with Tom about it yesterday, too. We should really do a, a full-on uh, Dark Ends crossover. Just have all, all you guys on and two of us and whatever and in the future sometime. Be great. Maybe after the, the dust has settled a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I was going to say it's like, yeah, it'll last eight hours. It'll be a marathon for everyone else to endure. We'll fucking love it. And then yeah. uh, I found, I we'll found other things. <clears throat> Listen to Dark Guidance. Migrate yeah. cast. Here's some feedback we've got. <laughs> it does a disservice to the listener. At this point, I'm just gritting my teeth to get through the last half hour. And then there was two hours of cast <laughs> there, and most of it was so much as hot air. Dark Guidance, ladies and gentlemen. The only two-time winning... <laughs> <clears throat> the only two-time winning WTC podcast. Yes, this is legitimate feedback. What? Jesus Christ. Hey, hey, first of all, whoever wrote that, tuck your head in, guy, and do yourself an uppercut, <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> <up. laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I don't know. I love all you guys' podcasts, so. Uh, thanks, know, I love it, man. Yeah. yeah. This has been fun. I, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. super fun. I think, uh, mm. yeah, we talked about to talk about it, too. We, uh, like networking with other podcasts, I think it's just going to be a good thing for this kind of uh, well, it'd new be nice world. For the, it'd be nice for the game to like basically shake itself out of its coast co-down like, yep. COVID lockdown, lose the extra bulk it's gained as a result of its diet of Uber Eats and pork crackling, and yep. uh, <laughs> get itself ready to go. Yeah. As I said, like in general, like games design is... I don't know if this actually got cut out or not, but basically, look, games design is a bit more on art than science anyway. We'll see how it goes. And look, if Scissor Paper Rock, of all things, can have a competitive meta and involve strategies and stuff where you're literally talking in teams about do we open scissors or paper or do we outthink them and go rock? Like, if you can do that with Scissors Paper Rock, imagine a game which involves dice rolling, miniatures, and nerds. And game yeah, over, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah for uh, sure. Perfect place. And I think on that, I think, well, I'm certainly fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I will say one more thing. That guy that left that review, if he thought that was a long podcast, he's going to love this two and a half hours of just k <laughs> yeah, Exactly. He's going to some trolls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, oh, you, guys, you guys got us on, and we started waxing lyrical, and we're quite okay yeah, with I that. Think it's it's you great. Can, you, I love it, yeah. <laughs> Ah, it's a good update. There's a lot to talk about, and let's be let's be perfectly clear, right? I have at both glanced over a lot of models, and I haven't really gone into full depth changes. Yeah. And we have been talking for two and a half yeah, hours. Even if you cut, yeah, like even if you cut out an hour of just us shit talking each other and laughing, right? There's a lot to unpack with here, and it needs to yeah. be respected, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. For sure, yep, absolutely. Oh, I think if course, we did this podcast maybe uh, next weekend, this could be a five-hour dilemma. You know? yeah, <laughs> Everyone's got lists god. to share, you know? I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, god. Well, yeah, we definitely ought to do something together, because it's uh, it'll be fun. So. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks Chris, a lot. It was a lot of fun. My so. pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm.